Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rico back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by, you know who is the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's go. Appreciate you guys joining the show. Listen, man. Uh, had a little bit of uh, tech technical difficulties. I had to jump out to my other laptop because the other one just <laughs> is giving me problems. If you guys remember last stream, I was trying to sign off last stream and it wasn't letting me sign off. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but it was giving me the same issues. So we had to switch the la- the next laptop. So uh, thank goodness I had a backup. But here we go. We are on to the freaking Jaguars, folks. The Jaguars. This, I'm going to be real with y'all, man. I know some people get upset with me when I say, don't think that the Bills are just going to walk through and handle business, and it's just what it is. It's the NFL. They've got some good players in this game. The Bills coming off a freaking huge win last week could could definitely pose um, a, a small issue. And the small issue that, I, that it concerns me is that we put a lot of energy against the, you know what I'm saying? Against the, the Miami Dolphins. And part of me is feeling like, did we put all our energy, energy into that? And then now we go into the Jaguars thinking that we are, right, we'll just kind of give them half-assed energy and we come out looking like bozos, right? And then the whole league starts to kind of turn, turn, you know, say turn the tide and say, okay, we, all right, the Bills are back. We we back on the on the wagon. Not that we need anybody on the wagon, but it's easy for us to to dismiss these Jaguars and these Jaguars. To my, I mean, if you know, you saw how big of a game they had against the Chargers last year in the play in the playoffs. They were pretty much written off dead until Doug Peterson had Trevor Lawrence throw him back into the game. Threw him back into the game. What's up, Matt Montgomery? I see you, bro. Uh, so, and they got a good quarterback in Trevor Lawrence on that side of the football. They just haven't been as as uh, as potent as they'd like to be. Uh, right now, the Jags right now are sitting, what, second place in the AFC? Let me just take a quick look here. The Jags right now are third place, excuse me. I mean, everybody's two and two in the damn AFC South. Yikes. So, um so right now you're sitting at what everybody's on, on par, like 97 points, 97 points for, for the Colts. Texans are at 96 points for, and uh, the Jaguars are 80 points for. So it's crazy. They're allowing some points though, folks. They're allowing some points. They're minus two um, in the uh, point differential right now. So they're, so they had one big win and then they've, they've had some, they've had some tough ones uh, losing to the Texans that, that I don't think they saw that one coming. So this to me, easily could fall into the trap. And some people might say, I don't believe in no damn trap. F your trap. There is no such thing as a trap. It's a mental thing, folks. It's a mental thing where, and not even a mental, it's, it could be physical too, because now you're going overseas, man. Talent is talent is one thing, but you go overseas, 
and I was listening to uh, a Jaguars uh, content creator on Lockdown, and he was talking about, listen, man, he lived in Germany for three years. He goes, it's a real deal. It's real when you hear people talking about jet lag, this, that, and the third. He's like, it takes time for you to adjust. Like, this game is, what, 9.30? 9.30 for us in the morning. I mean, 10.30 for me. Yo, that's a 3 o'clock game for them down there. So, like, that's a that's a that's big. So the Jaguars have been down there for our, this is going on second week now. There's two weeks they've been down there. So now they're accustomed. They're already ready to go. So here we come, fresh legged out from, you know, say out in the East Coast and coming all the way out overseas to, to London. So that could play a big factor in this game. So uh, we'll get into obviously we'll get into, uh, you know, what I mean, the five five keys to success into this game. But uh, I do still want to touch on this, this trap game and why it presents itself as a trap game. So let's put it this way. We came off of, I mean, the biggest one for me is coming off a big, huge win in a division rival, a division rival in the Miami Dolphins, right? So a lot of energy exerted into that. I know it was all last week. Last week is done. Move on to the to the new, to a new, new team, new, um, new plan, new everything. Totally get that part. But what stands out to me and why this presents itself as a trap game is we're, I wouldn't say overlooking per se, but are we fully, are we fully there? Are, is our energy all, all going to be there? And that's what I, I worry about. And this is a sneaky good team in the Jags. If you look at their record, don't look at their record too much. Um, they got some talent in there. Christian Kirks. Um, you got, uh, you got our, our old receiver, you, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we, got some, we got some boys out there uh, that uh, Everett Ingram is going to be presenting a, a bit of an issue for us, obviously, at tight ends. And right now, according to stats, man, we're, we're giving up uh, a high grade to tight ends, like doing work against our defense. I don't actually worry. When I see in the games that we've played and I see what's been done, it doesn't worry me. But Evan Ingram presents, presents as, a, as a, tough, a tough cover because he's – He's not your prototypical tight end. This boy is like he's like a he's a tight end in the body of a receiver. So this is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun game. You know what I'm saying? So do I have fear of the Jaguars? Absolutely not. I just don't. I just hope that these guys don't come off flat. Because what makes me remember is the last time we played these boys, and we had one guy just disrupt this team, and we just could not recover. Now, one thing that I will say is Josh Allen from a few years back ain't the Josh Allen that we see now. Does he have his moments where he's, he's doing a little too much? Heck yeah, he does. But I think that he's a little more, a little more polished, actually a lot more polished than he was a few years ago. And I think that he remembers, yo, that Josh Allen was the one that took over the game and we just can't have that happen again. So uh, do I have faith in this team? Heck yeah, I have faith in this team. Do I have faith in Josh Allen? Yes, I have faith in Josh Allen. But at the same time, man, these games are weird, bro. These games are weird. There's teams where you're not supposed to lose to these teams, and you do. And the Bills happen to give one to a team every year. Every year, we actually give one to a team. So uh, hopefully, and Jeff said it. Jeff said it well, man. Hopefully, they don't trap themselves, right? The only trap is themselves. If they play like they played last week, they can beat anyone, 100%. The question is, will they bring... He said shot time. Shot time. Will they bring 
will they bring the same energy? That's the big one. And going overseas, hard to bring the same energy when you're on a different time zone now. Now your sleep is all up and down. Apparently, Stefan Diggs says he's ready to go. He's like, yo, don't play with me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to uh, to attack this thing. Um, so hopefully everybody's on the same page. Everybody can get their act together. and We can kill this thing and uh, and 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 you know, eliminate eliminate these problems that uh, the, these Jaguars can present. Now, what are we facing? Who are we facing? Well, this this Jaguars team is led by Doug Peterson, head coach, and uh, obviously he's the he's the offensive mind that's out there. And uh, Jim, I think it's Jim Caldwell, Mike Caldwell, Mike Caldwell, defensive coordinator for the Jaguars, primarily a man-to-man type of uh, defense uh, that they play out there. So uh, don't don't look to see a lot of zone, right? This, this that Vic Fangio zone type of defense. You give Josh Allen time, he's going to dot you up for three twenty and five touchdowns. It's going to happen. So the one thing that does stand out. The one thing that stands out a lot in this situation is are we going to be ready to go up against some man defense? And they've got some, they got some boys on there, man. They got some boys that can that can play some uh, that can play some uh, some man to man. So uh we got Tyson. I, I got I wrote I'm gonna wrote them down here. Give me give me two seconds. Give me two seconds here. Get my my rosters up here. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, by the way, I got uh, I got I got somebody that's gonna be joining me, and we're gonna have a good time. And you just gotta give me a thumbs up when you're ready to go, big brother. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. So Andre Cisco, there we go. That's my list. Andre Cisco. They got Rayshon Jenkins, uh, Trey Herndon, and Tyson Campbell. That's who I was trying to say, Tyson Campbell. So these are these are very nice, good corners. They're going up against some dogs in Buffalo, though. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta really if you're gonna tie down Josh Allen, and you think you're gonna go one on one with Stefan Diggs, you got another thing coming. And Gabe Davis should have a big game. Maybe this is the game that Dawson Knox goes nuts. And we finally, excuse me, not Dawson Knox and Kincaid, they go nuts. We finally awaken the first-round draft pick in Kincaid. We'll show, we shall see. But uh, there's a lot that to, that comes to mind when watching these teams go, right? So Mike Caldwell is a man guy. He's a, he's a guy that plays a lot of man, primarily man. And uh, you know what happens when you play man? Your back is turned to Josh Allen. <laughs> He's gonna have one of those big games. So this is why I I dread if I'm a if I'm a fan of the Jaguars, I'm a fan of the Cowboys, I'm a fan of Tampa Bay. Fam, if you have Josh Allen slated on that, the other team coming to your squad and you got to defend that, I'd be sick to my stomach because I can't, bro. He's gonna whip you for 400 yards, and if you don't watch your mind and you don't watch your P's and Q's, he'll rush for 100. This guy is the most, he's got to be one of the most difficult guys to freaking defend. So uh, good luck, Jaguars, man. You guys are going to have a lot on your hands there, man. A lot on your hands. But I share some opinions that I believe this could potentially be a trap game. Maybe my counterpart feels differently. He just has to give me thumbs up that he's ready to go. He's got to give me a flex. Give me a flex that you're ready to go. Uh, He's ready to go. So without further ado, let me bring my man, my main man. The botnair. Let me tell you what. I'm glad. <clears throat> I'm glad we're talking about exactly this. This is perfect. Love this it. That vibe written all over it, and that's why I think this topic is the perfect starting point in discussing this game, my man. Because this is the ultimate trap scenario, right? Okay, so I'm not alone with this. All right, talk to me, bro. 
It's the ultimate trend. And by the way, good to see you, brother. Good to see you, always. We haven't even hopped on after that throttling last week, but I can tell. But <laughs> just just in, in, in everything that I watched throughout, what a week it was. Didn't you know right after that game, I know you just knew you were going to have a good week. It didn't matter if the kids were up late or you got to go to work. You just knew this was going to be good, you know? Oh, my God. It's going to be a fantastic week. We knew it was going to be a fantastic week. Listen, was, I was, everything, everything I ate was just amazing. It was great. <laughs> it was nice. Everything was great. In fact, Caroline, just she, uh, she just had DoorDash sent to the house from work. Surprised me. Everything's just going right, Rico. And that's what why. DoorDash? What do we get? What do we get from DoorDash? We got we got a little uh, we got a little burger, gluten free bun, you know. Oh, shizzy. Uh, yeah, and they, and it's one of those like gastro pub places that you know they cut their own fries. They want to make it seem like they're an authentic joint. The, the, the food in Connecticut's really good, really good. So you're you're, you're more bougied up up there. It's a little bougie out in Connecticut. I love it. Yeah, love where it. you go anymore, man? That's what everybody's trying to do. You know. <laughs> Everybody throw everybody throws like one of those patches of green turf on the wall with those neon signs, and all of a sudden they're charging you fifteen bucks for a coffee. You know what I mean? That's what that's what the world's come to. Listen, you um, order a burger, a side of fries, they plop up, uh, I think, a ketchup there, and they oh, yeah. some stuff around and make it look so designed and or, and, and or like these guys do, which gets me every time. The garlic aioli. That's when you know they're really they're really taking you for, for a ride. You know. <laughs> take you for right for sure. All right, so Rico, talk let's to talk about it. Yes, talk to me so, about draft game. Yes. Some people are not falling for it; they don't want to fall for it. No, no, no. Okay, so here's here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. It's the ultimate trap scenario, right? You just go into a game where a lot more was on the line than many wanted to admit. I think having it be only week four. And it doesn't really resonate with you after what the Bills just did to the Dolphins, just how significant what they did was. If that game wasn't what we witnessed, I, I, I don't know. That was, that was the ultimate tone setter. The rest of the season, the, the tone has now been set in three consecutive weeks, but that was like the boss level. Yeah, mm-hmm. you beat up on the Commanders. You beat up on the Raiders. This was the ultimate test in order to dictate our thoughts on these bills moving forward the rest of the year into the bulk of their schedule. And then ultimately how we see them matching up against the rest of the conference. So you do that. And not only do you get it done, but you, you get it done in a way that, I mean, I'm still speechless. I, if I said on my show, I don't know there was such, there's such thing as perfect football or perfect defensive football. Uh-huh. But if there's anything close to it, that's what these bills have been doing. And then all of a sudden, Josh Allen has become a version of himself that everyone would have dreamed of. You get the guy that comes in and gives you those special plays, but is also doing the little things right consistently. And he's killing you on them too. Everything's going right. So you combine all that going into London, right? You got to fly out to London off the biggest win of the year so far in a game that everybody, this is what everybody says, Rico, right? This is the big, this is the big saying, especially for those who want to convince themselves to bet on Jacksonville. This is what, this is what they'll say. Well, you know, the bill's coming off a real emotional win, right? A real emotional <laughs> spot. I could see him. I could see him having a downfall here. It's always the big, the big buzzword, emotional win. Well, where was the emotion? They went in there and beat that ass from snap one to the last snap. I didn't see anybody getting emotional about it. They beat that ass. They did the same thing the week before. They did the same thing the week before that. So we're going into London. 
right? Yep. Here we are, Rico. The one thing I hate about this, the one thing I hate, and I, I'd love to get, if I could get an adequate explanation from somebody in the league office as to how they for they perceive this themselves. The one thing I think is a total crock of shit is that Jacksonville gets to be out there for two consecutive weeks while the Bills land today. Super weak. Super I don't, weak. I don't think that. I think that's a competitive disadvantage. Now, I have to always preface, I'm not baking in a letdown because of that. I just think based on being black and white here, looking at the facts at hand, how is that not an advantage? Uh, to me, it's some sort of an advantage, right? I don't, so I don't like it one bit. I think you, no, you I don't that's, a, that's a great point. And I was like, I was looking at it. And I was like, okay, so cool. Uh, the Bills are going to London. That's cool. Yeah. All good. And I'm like, hold on. Didn't I just see the Jaguars just play in London? I'm like, they're going for two freaking weeks. And let's so talk about that, Rico. You just yeah. watch. You just watch those Jacks play. As I mentioned, this is the perfect letdown spot. This is the perfect trap game. This ain't no trap game for the Bills. This is no letdown for the Buffalo Bills. And in my opinion, and I, I'm considering, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm I'm a little trigger shy right now just because I want. I'm deciding what I want to do. Pull the trigger. I'm making a very very sizable bet on Buffalo Bills minus five, nine thirty a.m. London this Sunday. And let me explain to you why. I, I I said this last week and I'm sticking to my guns after that Dolphins show. Okay? Or after that oh, it was a show. It was a show. Yeah, it was, it was a, show. a show. It wasn't even a game. It was a show. After that show. Popcorn. Yes. I said to myself because we you and I get criticized all the time mm. for explaining the other end of things and 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 kind of taking into consideration that the there, there might not be a scenario going into a game where you're the utmost confident. I was not the utmost confident going into the Dolphins game. You've seen what they've done through the first month. We, we've seen what the Bills have done, but we've also seen it against opponents that we had felt were not on the caliber of the Dolphins. I was confident in the Bills getting that victory. Rico, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting them to carry in those two performances against the Raiders and Commanders into that game, and they did, perhaps even better than those other two. I mean, I don't even think you could argue that. It was better. More points, better. I mean, everything was just unbelievable. So you go into this game, and it's against the Jaguars team that I think now, based on what they become with Trevor Lawrence, they are now perceived, and rightfully so, as a team that you immediately view as a threat. They should be viewed as a threat, right? What they did to the Chargers last year in the playoffs, you can't rule them out. Doug Peterson comes in, completely flips the ship around from what, uh, from what Urban Meyer was trying trying to do and could not do, they're on the right track. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a team that I looked at going into the season that I thought were locked up to win their division. But let's look at what they've done through the first quarter of the season here. They have two victories. One was against the Indianapolis Colts where they were trailing for the majority of that game, had to fight all the way until the end to get the victory. But hey, win's a win, they get it done, right? That's a victory. They do not score a single offensive touchdown, not a touchdown at all against the Kansas City Chiefs. They lose 17 to nine. Could not do anything on offense against the Chiefs. Tough opponent. Tough opponent. Yes. Go on. They get a victory over the Atlanta oh, Falcons okay. in London, right? Well, hold on. Let's go back. They lose oh, to the Texans. Three. Exactly. I was going to get to that. So they lose yes. to the Texans. Right. Got dismantled by the Texans. They lose okay. by 20. Only put up 17 points. I don't know if we can define what Houston is yet because they followed that up by waxing Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers the week after that. I don't know what's going on in Houston, and I'm happy for them. But they beat the shit out of Jacksonville, out of nowhere. 
I mean, they were allowing fullbacks to run back kick returns in that game. 37-17, okay? Then they go to London. Rico, that score, fine. It looks like it's 23-7. to They beat them up. One offensive touchdown that whole game. That offense put up 16 total points against an Atlanta Falcons team that didn't get off the plane. Rico, this, this Jaguars team through the first quarter of the year is not a fraction of what the Buffalo Bills are. And I don't care if they were over in London for a full month. It's not going to matter. These Bills are a five-point favorite all day, or uh, worthy of a five-point margin all day against this Jacksonville Jaguars team. I think people are letting, they're gearing up for that letdown. Based on the point spread, I I put a lot of um, stake into that because it gives you a good idea of where these games are being perceived, right? And people are perceiving this game to be that letdown. If the Bills win, almost 80% of Josh Allen's wins throughout his career have been by a touchdown or more. They're going to win this game, and it's not going to be a close one, in my opinion. I will change my mind when I'm when I'm given the evidence. But based on what I've seen from Jacksonville, based on the heater the Bills are on right now, maybe they get off to a slow start because of the, the jet lag, whatever. But when things get going, Rico, I don't know how this Jacksonville Jaguars team who couldn't score against Atlanta, who couldn't score against Houston, who couldn't score um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. How do I expect them to score enough points to keep up with the Buffalo Bills team who's scoring near 40 points every week? Listen, fantastic points. Fantastic points. Because you, you you threw me for a loop because I thought you were with me in this potentially being a trap game scenario. I'm with you in the sense that it seems exactly like that. Yes, it does Absolutely. seem that way. Absolutely. Optics are everything. Because, I mean, big emotional game. And I'm going to say, when you when you said emotional, you triggered me. You triggered me because I'm I was that guy that's saying, Yo, we put all our emotion and our energy into that game against the Dolphins because it's a yeah. divisional game. We needed that win because it was a big game we need to have. We couldn't go down 0-2 in the division. We couldn't. So we put all our energy in beating the damn Dolphins. Now we're going up against a lax Like you said, they haven't been able to put points up. The Jaguars, I don't know what's going on with the Jaguars. Now, one thing that's got me in this mode of this could potentially be a trap game, we lost Trey White. That's a mm. big blow to the defense. It I'm not sucks. saying that we're going to it's, – it's going to be such a drop-off, but Dane Jackson is not Trey White. So team defense, great team defense can mask that, and I think that's what McDermott's got these guys playing like. We've got Terrell Bernard playing out of his mind. We've got Milano playing out of his mind. Jordan Poirier returning. Micah Hyde being part of the team. Completely understood. Ron Miller, maybe. Ron Miller, wherever the hell he got that number from. Greg Rousseau out. Yeah, right? 4.5. I got that right. Greg Rousseau out, not playing. So very interesting. So there's a few dynamics that that play into this whole Jaguars being in this game. The problem is sometimes teams that and and correct me if I'm wrong here, teams that don't deserve to be on the field with us for some reason. Bills have these games where they allow these teams to hang around, and yes. when we allow these teams to hang around, bad things happen. And the last time we played the Jaguars, we let them hang around. And then Josh Allen, the oh, other boy, Josh Allen, brutal. absolutely took over. Now, the, the silver lining in this whole thing situation is that was, that was, it feels like ages ago that that happened. And Josh is way more polished. We've got a much better and cohesive O-line. I don't worry about the Bills scoring on the Jaguars. It's more so what Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson are going to be able to do, but they haven't been able to score. So this should be another spanking. Should be. But because now we're going to London, they've been there two weeks. 
which is completely unfair. So that is what kind of evens this, the playing scale on the offensive side of their ball for them compared to our defensive side of the ball. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, but I still have my, my guard is up and I just I hope totally get start early. Yeah, no, I totally get having, having the guard up. Uh, I see, I perceive these Jags through the first month as a bit of a paper tiger. I had genuinely thought going into this season that they were going to come out Rico. And this, this can, this can really go for just about anybody right now. And that's why I'm on the level I'm at right now of confidence. It's not that these bills are playing like this just themselves, like being, you know, only controlling what they're capable of. And that's doing what they're doing on the field. The AFC through the first quarter of the year, isn't a fraction of what I anticipated it to be. The, the, the bills are far and away the best team in this conference. It's not, there's not even a comparable second. You might've said Kansas city or excuse yep. me, Miami going into the last week. You can't say that now. And Kansas city's offense to me, it's looked like it, it just looks like it's missing something. Oddly enough, I can't dog on them too much for what they did against the jets. The bills did the same, but they right. had the same struggle against the Detroit lions. They had the exact same struggle against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Rico, they've scored 22 points in a game, 20 points in a game and 17 points in a game, Kansas city. The Bills have gone shy of 21 game in that Jets stinker, and the rest of them, they have been this close to clipping 40 the rest of the way. Nobody's on the level the Bills are, other than perhaps the San Francisco 49ers, who as of right now, if you were to ask anybody who's watched the NFL through the first month, that's your Super Bowl to me right now. There's nobody comparable to those two. I think the same thing is going to happen Sunday night with the Niners. Everybody wants to think Dallas is going to line up with them. I think the Niners are going to roll the Cowboys on Sunday night. Absolutely. These two teams are in a different class right now. Everybody's trying to find ways to knock them down a peg. For the Bills, it's easy because the week one is still there. People want to just go back and say, well, we could still see that, right? Or, you know, the London thing, that's another one that I totally get. And then with the Niners, it's well, you know, Brock Purdy, he's only he's only as good as they allow him to be. That yeah, Dallas so there's always something, but I've found I've come to find Rico in this new era of, of being the, a fan of a great team. The more you're hearing those little things that you can easily write off, the more that's telling you that everybody is getting increasingly scared of what this team's putting out on the field. And then, and, and the Niners are the only team right now that I would have legitimate, like can't sleep type, a, a can't sleep type night beforehand going into that game. The Jacksonville Jaguars though, Rico going into Sunday, the way I currently see it, the, 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 the Tredavious White point you made is phenomenal because we don't know how badly that is going to affect things because he has been back to playing pre-injury Tredavious White, you know, and that's what sucks the most. I, I, I was just heartbroken for the guy, just knowing what it took to battle back from that, having to go back down. It, it's that's pure hell. I, I compared it to literal hell last week. Rico. I, I can't imagine. We will never know what that's like. That'll never, we will never have that happen to us. Nothing similar can possibly happen to us. We do not know what that's like. So that loss is huge. But I want you to find me another team in the league that can lose an all pro corner. And you're really not, you're not all that concerned about the downfall of this defense. Because when you look around it, Rico, he was just one puzzle piece of an absolute, an ab literally a Van Gogh designed yeah, yeah. puzzle th th with Poyer and Hyde back. About as good as it gets, right? I know they're aging. We might see that throughout the year. I get it, but Hyde still has two picks through the first four games of the year. Ben I don't Ryan. care what you think of Terrell Bernard. Shout out people who aren't watching the Bills. Okay. 
That that is the best linebacker tandem in the league by a sizable margin. I don't care if you didn't know who he was going into the year. I didn't either, but I've been watching him. Okay, it doesn't get better than what him and Milano were doing. It is lights out, and then you're getting the best, some of the best quarterback pressure in the league, despite having the second least amount of blitzes sent at the quarterback. These Buffalo Bills are doing everything right on D. So losing Tre'Davious White blows, but they're so good everywhere else. That I don't know if it's going to be that seismic. Uh, of a loss as far as what we see out on the field at this point, Rico, it's just luxuries everywhere. And we unfortunately lost one of those luxuries. And I think for some teams that could really handicap them as far as going forward and determining what you think that that defense is going to be for the bills. I don't think so. You know what? And I, I'm going to, I'm going to, although the, the, I put the title to be, could this potentially be a trap game? In all, yeah. in all seriousness, when I when I when we sit there and I can listen to you talk, and and sometimes when you listen to someone talk, someone else talking, and you're like, yo, I, I get it, I get it. So what am I tripping about? It's not, folks. It's not about tripping because when and sometimes you just need a reminder, right? And I hate this because I'm gonna have to admit to, to Pierre. Remember who we have. Sometimes I use it all the time too. I, I use it all the time. It's the best. I, he came up with a good one, man. It's so easy to use. <laughs> we just say, sometimes you just got to remember who you have. Damn it, I, I just said it, right? So <laughs> you look at this offense, you look at this defense, and I'm going to start with the defense first. You look at who we have on the defensive side of the ball and what we're going to be bringing towards these, this Jaguars team that's been struggling. And and the one, there's this there's, there's a statistic out there that is massive with this with the pressure uh, in the NFL on quarterback to succeed. Uh, and I'm going to use the keyword pressure here. Je- Trevor Lawrence right now faces one of the lowest amount of pressure going into this game. Right? And guess who did last week as well, Rico? Buddy. who got his ass shredded. Yeah, it's very comparable. I'm glad you bring that up because it's almost identical. My gosh. So yes. check this out. Tua. Very little pressure was thrown to his way for crying mm-hmm. out loud. He had all day to throw because I guess these guys would run up the score and they do. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is in the same freaking spot. Not only is he in the same spot, he they're not even being they're not even putting points up on the board. So, I know, I know. So then I started looking at this stuff and I'm like, hold on, wait a minute, let's do some math here. <laughs> you know who, do you do you know who is second in the league in putting pressure on quarterbacks? That's right. It's the Buffalo Bills at a rate of 45 freaking percent. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, 45%. We're almost getting after you guys. Blitzing, they're blitzing 20% of the time, not even 20% of the time, too. It's 50%. insanity. I'm telling you, 50% of the time, we're almost getting your ass. Every second drop, we on your ass. Uh-uh. Trevor Lawrence, 30% is the pressure he's been getting. Yo, he's been having a good time back there, patting the ball and looking for where he needs to go. But we coming after your ass, and you're about to feel the pressure. So I'm sitting here as a Bills fan saying, what am, I, what am, I, am I tripping? Like, do I need to be tripping? Greg Rousseau, Von Miller's coming. Ed, uh, Edward Oliver's having a, a season of his lifetime That's right now. Is. And I'm tripping. And I'm, I'm talking about the defensive side of the ball. You already know how we get busy on the offensive side of the ball. So this game should be a game that we come in, handle business, head back to Buffalo so we can face the damn Giants. I'm not trying to say the Giants just yet. I know. Laugh all you want because it's happening, but it's going to be fun. Oh, my God, Rico. I, I, All I could think about watching Seattle, just it was almost like they watched someone on the Giants like smack their mom across the face, and then they, they had, or they saw Daniel Jones smack their mother across the face. 
Absolutely. And he went out on the field and said, you know, <laughs> that we ain't going to tolerate that. You can't smack mama. That was unbelievable. And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, Rico, they're not, they're not a quarter of what the Bills defense is. They're and they're, and they're, and they're, they're killing this poor kid, killing him. And I'm thinking to myself, Sunday night under the lights, you want to put on a show for your old pal, Brian Dable. I mean, I know we're looking ahead, but Rico, you brought it up and I just can't stop thinking about it. Cause to me, that's going to be must see TV and not for any Giants fans. I'll tell you that. Here's the worst part. They faced the Miami Dolphins this week. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> then they're facing the Bills. The, the next. But here, I, we, let's, let's time out for a second. Because since we're talking about off-topic things, I mean, this, this is the way, this is the Z-Ball Rico show. I mean, sometimes we got to go here. We got to go there. We'll come right back to it. The freaking Bears last night. I bring up the Bears for a reason. I don't because there's a former Bill that is on the Bears. Oh. And if you guys have been perusing through the internet, and going through and again checking everything, yo, Bears fans are not happy with Tremaine Edmonds. Yo, they are absolutely losing their shit. They're like, yo, for two more million dollars, you tell me that we could have kept Roquan Smith and we picked up Tremaine Edmonds that will not tackle, that will over-pursue. All the things Bills fans were saying about Tremaine Edmonds, Bears fans are feeling it. And we're sitting here Balling with a third-round draft pick in Terrell Bernard. My goodness. That's killing me, man. You can't, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> no, you really can't. And it's funny because the one thing I saw going around yesterday was a Bears fan was like, or some reporter, I think, they were saying, you know, Edmonds needs to make an impact play. And I thought to myself, you know, Terrell Bernard has five times the amount of impact plays through four weeks than Tremaine Edmonds had through his entire rookie contract with the Buffalo Bills. And – and it's not a slight at Tremaine Edmonds at all. But what it is, is, is proof as to why he was not paid the ransom that Chicago, unfortunately for them, I think, did. The linebacking, the linebacking unit in this, in this current era is not going to be worth the amount of money that they wound up spending on Tremaine Edmonds. And the Bills showed you that firsthand because what they just did was said, we're not paying that, but a lesser team can. And that's often what happens. Lesser teams overpay, better teams move it's on when it's time and, and replace with younger talent. The Bills just did, there was a masterclass on what they just executed. Now, of course, we have no idea. What's up, Jenna? How are you? You wanted to say, go ahead and tell. Congratulations on your engagement. Oh, thank you so much. Who's my guy? What'd you say? She called you gummy bear. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, who would have thought? The hairiest gummy bear in the land would be able to get would it, would be able to get wiped up. Isn't that pretty impressive? <laughs> she said she pretty didn't impressive. <laughs> I said, isn't it impressive that the hairiest gummy bear you've ever seen was able to lock one down? Isn't that is that not pretty impressive? Skull gummy bear. And I'm, the skull gummy bear. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're gonna have two little gummy bears on top of our wedding cake as a homage to that. I think that's, that's hilarious. And then a little skull container on the back. Oh, I'll already be dipping all night, so there's no. I'll I'll, I'll take care of that myself. That's for sure. I got to take the stress off somehow. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you so much. We're actually we've we been getting engaged for two months. We're just now finally like getting around to a date, and it's not because we want to do it. It's more so so we can stop hearing about it. It's all anybody. Has. You got no trust. So we're locking that down. Thank God. Thank oh. God. Thank you so much. I didn't know if everybody knew, and I didn't know if I should, but everybody should say congrats. So oh, they have. Oh, my God. No one was more. The, everyone's been unbelievable. No one's been more great. It's been awesome. 
I had Jeff King text me like 10 minutes after I got engaged. He's like, where do I send the bottle to? I'm like, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. You can't, I can't let you do it. I can't let you do it, but thank you. Everybody was so great. Listen, I loved it. Jeff is like my favorite. Jeff is a, let me tell you something. Can I, Jeff, I need to tell the story because they're, Jeff, they're not going to believe me. So when we sold, when we sold our house, we sold our house and we moved to Nova Scotia. Jeff was the first person I called, like, yo, what bottle do you want? I'm sending it to your place. Don't worry about it. He says, I called your local liquor store, told them to, we're moving. Asked about, dude, he got us a bottle of Dom Perignon. That's what he said to me, Rico. And I, and the problem was, is that I had about 5,000 people text me. And I told myself, you know what? I can't do this right now because we had all our family up. So I didn't, I didn't realize until like a week later that he had texted me right afterwards. And he said the same thing. And I'm like, and then by then I must've missed the boat, Rico. So he just sends it over. A super chat. And then I say to him, I go, I go, no, we're not. You can't do that. You can't do any more than what you've already done. You cannot, Jeff. You can, I love you, but you can't. He's a class act. He's the best. Oh, my God. Oh, if I ever had the opportunity, I would, I would, I would kill for that. If we yep. got Jeff in a room, oh, my God. It's going to happen. We're going to do a pod. He's going to be right in the middle of us in the podcast. We get him a mic and we just say the floor is yours. <laughs> Done. Every time I mean I was on that the round table the other day, he stopped by someone commented we need to get him in there. I think we absolutely should have. Oh man. We absolutely should. I mean, he's the, he's that guy that I could just sit and listen to. Like I forget when it was. Was it the draft when he yes. just absolutely exploded it yes. all time moment? You can't beat it. Can I just add like I was I was going through stuff. <laughs> and like I'm like talking to Jeff about it and I'm like oh. Because I'm like, you pop some knowledge on me that legit like help my life. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Jeff is like my favorite person. Jeff is that dude, man. Anyways, He's sorry. the nicest guy. I want to say congratulations. Also, Jeff, I love you. Take care. But seriously, amazing. Viva. You Thank you. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We, um, we're excited. It was long overdue. And Rico, believe it or not, he was like the third person to ever know, by the way, which is pretty impressive. We were having that, we were having that chat watching Josh Allen shoot uh, Wester commercials. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he called me and he's like, "Oh, that's what? That's good." Yeah, super excited. We were having a full life conversation watching Josh Allen and Dawson Knox pretend to give Christmas gifts to Steve Tasker. <laughs> In the background, I'm like, "Is that a stunt double?" Oh, I know. <laughs> that guy's the best. Guy. Though they had a stunt double for him and Tasker this year. Those two, you want to talk? If I can get those two and Jeff King in a room, I might need to stay the whole weekend. Those are unbelievable, unbelievable content for hours. <laughs> yes, that'd be Anyways, something. Okay, I'm gonna finish my drinking and my do eating. it Friday night. Knock it back. Congratulations! Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. And Jeff's in here. Look at Jeff's in here. Jeff said, "You guys are you guys are too kind." He says, "But shut up, Jeff. You know you deserve it, you jackass." Yeah, on, Jeff, you know we're just we're just hyping you up. Come on, relax. <laughs> Well, What's that was that. You know, oh, Tremaine Edmonds? Is that who you're talking about? We Tremaine Edmonds. Sorry, the wife was standing and she's like, I need to say hi. I need to say oh, hi. Oh, that was so nice. Bring your ass in here. Bring your ass in here. But Tremaine, listen, let's put a button in it. Tremaine Edmonds, I'm telling you, man, I feel I feel for the guy. I know it's year one yeah. and it's it's four games in and the, the Bears have been just not great, but all they keep asking for is when are we going to get an impact play from yeah. Tremaine Edmonds? And we're sitting here with a third round draft pick in Terrell Bernard in the second year and all we've been getting is impact plays from Terrell Bernard. Man, and then it goes to tell me, this McDermott system 
is legit. Oh. Like you, oh. you do what you're supposed to do, and and you've got a, a semblance of athletic ability in this defense. I don't care what size you are, just have a dog mentality and be where you're supposed to be. You will have success. This is why I'm I'm racking my brain as to why Kyrie Elam can't get it. Well, Dude, I think that's I think that's what that's the ultimate proof, Rico. That's the problem. Right, man. that's the problem because it's probably that bad. That's what concerns me. Mm. Right, that's the problem. It, it <laughs> well, because not to steer away from, but we'll get back to that thing in a second. But I do want to yeah. say something real quick on that because we were talking last week, and I had said, "Look, I I'm excited for the kid because in, in a in a current window where that opportunity might not have opened up as drastically as it just had, he has now got an opportunity to rewrite his narrative." Yes, but. Yes, but people were asking me my my confidence level. And I said, why don't you just look at the inactive sheet every week? Because they're clearly, when you don't even have him active, Rico, what less vote of confidence could I possibly display to you than that? So I said, look, it is what it, it's been what it's been, but the kids got an opportunity now. Go out and cash in on because you only get so many. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the kid heavy. But Rico, what you just said is the exact reason why it is. Uh, you know, it is it is tough to understand how a first round draft pick, you know, hasn't climbed up that ladder. But I think McDermott's just telling you not with his words, but with the with the inactive sheet. Well, I, and I like what you said, because he's got an opportunity to rewrite. Right. Yes. This is a yes. clean slate. And it, it happens on the unfortunate back of the injury of Trey White. Yeah. But here we are. This is your opportunity right now. So obviously, Dane Jackson and, and, uh, and Christian Benford are going to get the start. But Christian Benford's a little banged up a little bit. So we could see Kyrie Elam in this game. And this might be the game for Kyrie Elam to get into if we if sure. we kind of start fast the way we need to. Um, but that being said, it's going to be a fun game. And I'm like, I hate to actually put it out there as a trap game, but you have to. You have no, to look no, at all no, possible. Listen, don't walk it back at all, Rico. I don't want to walk it, it is, Okay, good. Because it, it is a trap game. Yeah. But I'm I'm just don't, I don't see them stepping into it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Hundred percent. It is. It, it could be easily a trap game because of all the elements that are playing into this factor. The injury, how how much of the Trey White injury is going to affect his defense? Because when you when you have a guy like Trey White on the field, uh, an active and healthy and and uh, feeling like all pro Trey White. I mean, he almost jumped that day interception off of 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 uh, of Tua. You know he's back. So when you have a guy that when he's on, that quarterback is probably not going to look that way. So now you've kind of divided the half of the field. So now he's got to stick to one side of the field. So now, Trey White not being there, you're going to be looking at the whole whole field. Now, obviously, we're playing a more elite quarterback yes. uh, in terms of physical abilities because Trevor Lawrence will take off. He's athletic enough that he will use his legs. He will take off. But we're such a disciplined defense. Good luck. Man, I'm, I'm trying to – it's it's too tough, man. We should be able to come in here and handle business. And I hope we just don't fall for the trap and fall for the, you know what saying, the bangers and mash and uh, our, our – and we just got to get on with it and get that dub and how exciting it will be. I don't want to look over this team because I'm so looking forward to the Giants game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yes. we got to take, take care of these, these damn Jaguars. We I'm, not, I'm not overlooking them at all. I think that, like I said, going into the year, I, I had them in my, just as far as my personal power rankings, probably in the AFC, I had them just outside of the Bills, Bengals, and, or excuse me, yeah, the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. I had the Jags right there. That's how I viewed them. Oh, I, yeah. thought, I thought with the, with, with, with the um, progression of Trevor Lawrence, I absolutely love Doug Peterson. And by the way, I keep noticing in my, and I'll go back and like listen to my shows and stuff sometimes just to see how it went. 
I continuously keep calling Doug Peterson, Doug Marone, by the way, which I'll go back and listen. And it's hilarious when you listen to me because I'll be talking him up and I just keep saying Marone un like unbeknownst to me that I keep saying it. So it's hilarious to hear me talking so highly of Doug Marone. But, Doug Marone. Yeah, exactly. But I love Doug Peterson. had it as a Buffalo coach, but proceed. Go ahead there. Yeah. So I love Doug Peterson. I love Trevor Lawrence. I love Travis Etienne. Um, I think that they got a lot of great pieces, a lot of young pieces too. And what they were able to do in, in reviving Zay Jones, getting Calvin Ridley off that suspension, right. adding uh, Ingram at the tight end position. Uh, and then Christian Kirk, you know, who I think is, is way better than, um, you know, he doesn't get talked about a ton as far as the top wide receiver talent is concerned. But, not, but when I look at that wide receiver core, it's not like there's any one. There's not like there's one bona fide style like a Diggs, Chase, Jefferson. But you got a lot of adequate talent surrounded all around that entire offense. So they have the pieces. That's that's why to me, and you could say this about a lot of people. You could say this currently about the Chiefs. You could say this about the. You certainly could say this about the Bengals. I don't know what the hell is going on. I get the calf injury. They're a mess. They can't break three points, Rico. I don't know what's going on. And then Jacksonville here, where it just seems like they can't quite get out of the shoots, but they have the talent, and we have seen it on display. Uh, so going into this one, uh, I think what you said is accurate. Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to spread the field in a more diverse way, I think would be the right way to say it, than Tua. As we know, Tua is a one-read guy who loves the middle of the field. The Bills took away... The, the first read a ton. And they also shut down the middle of the field with Milano and Bernard. I mean, Milano still right now is allowing a 28 overall passer rating when thrown to in the middle of the field. It is insanity. It is. I don't even know what that equates to. I feel like if you have two completions, you're above a 28. So I don't even know what he's doing to have earned a 28. It's not even right. What, what, what the hell he's doing. So you have Trevor Lawrence who can go outside the numbers, who can run the ball, who can move the pocket. He can do a lot. Yep. But what you said earlier to me is the primary difference in this game. I have a team coming in who has struggled to score against defenses who have not even come close to putting pressure on him. How do I anticipate them keeping up with this Bills offense when they're going to get twice or more the amount of pressure? It is, it is almost to a T, Rico, the exact scenario as last week. And I can't not take that. As an example, we go into Miami and everyone's thinking they're going to, it's going to be a track meet. They're going to keep up with the bills or the other way around. Can the bills keep up with Miami's offense? Was never was the question. That was the question. That's, exactly right. That's right. But we went into that game and we had realized Tua had had the cleanest pocket in the league. Therefore he was able to get rid of the ball without getting hit. And he was able to get it to his first read. You had the bills go in there completely take away what they wanted to do. And it, and it totally shut them down. The Jags have had a very similar setup early through the year. And to me, it also comes down to the one thing I said it would come down to last week with Miami. And that is how well are you going to defend Travis Etienne? If they come out of this one and he's busting off runs early and they stats the key Rico here too. Yeah. They got to stick to the run. Miami was running the ball and they just gave up. They stopped and every team seems to stop. And I get it when the other, when the offense on the other end scoring, it will, you want to start throwing the ball to keep up with it. I think that's had a huge, uh, you know, that's been a huge part of it. But ETN, when he can get going, he's damn good. If I'm Doug Peterson, I do my best to try and stick with him as much as possible and get that going because then 
you open up the offense. If they're going to try to air it out all day against Buffalo and keep up with uh, the Bills' offense, I just don't see it playing in their favor. I, I really don't see that playing in their favor, and I, I don't think they should. The, and and, yeah. this, and we're going to get into the keys into the game because I had a few points that I'm going to bring up. The But we got the, our team, yo, uh, Mary Fosky. I think I'm saying Mary, Mary Fosky. I like that. Mary Fosky. <laughs> I think I'm saying it right. But anyway, my message really? is real. The only obstacle in week five clash versus Trevor Lawrence is London favoring the Jags on this one. But because of Sean Mastermind McDermott, we got this. Buffalo Bills 35, juggling 30, uh, <laughs> juggling right. Jaguars 17. Cheers from PH. I'm talking about Philly. Is PH Philly? I think, I think it's Philly. Philly. Could it be Philippines? Well, from the Philippines? No, he would say from the Philippines. I know who you're talking about from the Philippines, but that I think PH is, is Philly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know what? Uh, listen, at the end of the day, you're not, you're not wrong, man. Like, the Bills should win this game handedly. And uh, there's keys to victory. We're going to get into that shortly. But we have to, I guess, give the Jaguars their flowers. And like like Zbot said, they got Etienne. They got Ridley. You know what I'm saying? You got, uh, you got Ingram, Evan Ingram. That's a slash receiver, slash tight end. They got some good guys. I think Brandon Sheriff is coming back. Uh, or they got damn good talent. They're all young, too. I mean, they got, they are gonna, they're going to be around for a while. They have talent. They have talent. They've got Trayvon Walker on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they've got Josh Allen. It's going to be wreaking havoc. He had three sacks last week. He's got six sacks on the year. So he is going to be a problem. Um, but thank goodness this old line is playing lights out. Zbot, how freaking proud of you are this old line? Oh God, Deion Dawkins is playing out of his mind right now. Did He's you playing? see? I don't know how I, I like to go back. I like to watch people who know what they're talking about breakdown film as opposed to me watching the film and pretend I know what I'm talking that's, about. That's, I love that. So I went and watched. Uh, there's a couple guys on YouTube who are great. Colt McCoy does a good job. I, I watched him this past week break down a couple plays, uh, and then the the QB film school. I think that guy's great. He does a real good Jake job. Of, he's yeah, great. He, he's awesome. Really he cool voice where it's just really chill. And man, does he love Josh Allen? And he loves showing you why he is uncomparable. Him and Mahomes are pretty much uncomparable to anybody else. Yeah. So what he pointed out the other day, I was watching the. Um, I was watching the play where it's the designed run for Allen's uh, the final touchdown of the game where he does the, uh, where he does the, you know, whatever that meme is, which was hilarious. I'm glad they pay attention that much. I didn't even know that was a thing going into that game. So I love that. I had no idea. And apparently it was, it's, it's, it was due to, I guess the bills being favored by two and they're like, Oh yeah, no, it's exactly what it was, which is, I think is just, it's, it's hilarious. But Dawkins on this play, it's a design run to the right, and the hole, the hole's there initially. But Dawkins, he does like this pirouette where he comes from the left tackle position, pulls around the, to the other side. And if you watch, he ends up being the edge blocker that gets Allen through the wide open hole to score the touchdown. And I looked at that, and I was just like, you know, it's in a moment like this where if you're not watching these, all, this all 22, or if you're not like having somebody point something out like that to you, no wonder these guys only get hate when it's going bad and rarely ever get love when it's going good. That was a moment where I looked at it right there and I'm just like, it's a little thing like that could, that could have been the difference between Allen getting wrecked at the line or him walking in for the touchdown. Like he did Dawkins has been phenomenal. We have, we have known from, from his word, from his mouth to our ears, just how much he notices I knew you're gonna go there. Yeah, because well, I'm going there because I mean, like, 
you couldn't be happier for the guy. The guy, all that guy wants to do is is win, and he wants to win for Josh Allen. He yes. wants to win every snap of the ball because he's more aware than anybody. Back, not to, not we're gonna have to start paying uh, Pierre fifty cents every time we say this. So I gotta stop. But he knows who we have. He knows who he has behind him. He's flat out told us, and it makes him want to be better. And you are watching a quarterback who came into this year doubted for whatever reason. I'll never understand it, but the Bengals game loomed large and everybody thought Josh Allen was ticking down. And then, oh, here's the Jets game. So you can mind as you might as well just put Josh Allen on the end of the bench. Right. And so you got a guy who was doubted and you got a guy in Deion Dawkins who's been there for every snap of Josh Allen's career so far. And that guy wants to win for the, for the team, but also every snap is a, is a win or lose scenario for him. And when I, and when it comes to Josh Allen's success as well, and you're watching him dominate so far. And I think that's no secret Rico. You're only as good as your weakest link. And it's no secret that all of these guys are doing well. And there's not really anybody that you're pointing at right now saying, get him off the field. And how often last year would we just pick a guy out of a hat and say that because it felt like it was weekly Spencer Brown, right? Osiris Torrance, Deion Dawkins, you're looking at this and it's a unit. And that's why each individual looks as good as they do because nobody's really hindering them at this moment. And that's why everybody's looking like a standout. And that's why Josh Allen has also looked as great as he has these last three weeks. He's had the time to make the right decision as opposed to doing the hero ball because someone's right in his face. It's so refreshing. And and it's funny because you, you we mentioned Deion Dawkins. Folks, you guys, you guys have seen it, and I would implore you after the show to go and check it out yourself. Myself and Zbot, we were just in Buffalo just a short few months ago, and we had an opportunity to sit down with Deion Dawkins, and the he he was there was a there was a pride. He was beaming with pride when talking about oh for sure when talking about Josh Allen and beaming with pride and talking about protecting Josh Allen and how he sees. Listen, the success that I have is great. But 17 is who I owe it to. And that's and that's the guy that I've been stu- that's my quarterback. That's all that's that's the only quarterback that ever that I've ever you know I mean stood next to and protected. And I will I will protect this guy right to the end. And you're seeing it. There was a clip that I saw, and I think it came from cover one uh on uh, Eric Turner, and it was artwork. It was my man was getting up in his back pedal, and I guess the lineman tried to come in and bull rush and try to push and my man Deion Dawkins swipes down on the arms, down goes the lineman, pancake right on top of my man, just like clockwork. And this old line is playing phenomenal. It's allowing Josh to do what he does. It's allowing Josh to, to, to maximize everything. And then I go back to watch the Jets game. I just, for some reason, I went back to watch the Jets game. See, how the yeah, fuck God you bless you? <laughs> I know, I had to go back. I was like, hold on, let me go back and see. The first quarter of play, you could just tell the nerves were on Josh, man. He was getting the getting rid of the ball way too fast. He was not making his reads. Like he was pressing it heavy. It was it was purely nerves. It had nothing to do with this team being super uber ta- talented, which they are. Don't get me wrong. They made they made freaking Pat Mahomes throw three picks. So- Dude, it's not to cut you off, but I, I just had to ask you. I don't know if you watched that. That that was the exact same game. I could not believe it. It was, it was nuts. Bro, the same damn game. I'm telling you, they did exactly what they did to, to Pat Mahomes. Yes. That's a good defense out there. 
but weird. but I would I can't wait till the Bills play the Jets again, <laughs> and you will see a different Josh Allen. You will see a different outcome of that game. Whether Zach Wilson is the quarterback or whoever the hell's the quarterback, it's about our offense against their defense. But I didn't want to go all the way back there. I'm just saying this O line has been super impressive. I'm looking forward to it. And whatever that comes our way, we'll be able to handle it because we've got a mixture of nice youth on that and, and veteran ability yes. on the team. And you want to know what? And, and this is going to lead to one the thing, one thing I want to talk about with you right after this, because I think it's all kind of bunched together. You got a team with Josh Allen. So, you know, these last three weeks, there's a reason Josh Allen's the MVP favorite, right? But it's also the first week. There's a reason why the entire week following that was nonstop talk on the sports uh, talk shows in regard to Josh Allen and his his downfall. Right? It's because the quarterback takes the brunt, and and they also take all the flowers as well. But when there's more blame to give, it will be given. When there's more credit to be given, it's almost never given, and it's just given more to the big guys. You are watching. An offensive line that would just, if you went on Twitter last year at any given time, you just took three minutes out of your day. And I told you to just scroll and you had to stop your finger. like You had to stop the clock right when you saw the most recent bitch fest about the offensive line. I'd imagine you wouldn't have had to scroll the whole three minutes. It wouldn't have taken you that long. No. (laughs) I implore you today to go and try and find the tweet about how incredible this offensive line has been you're not going to find it. I'd also like you to go and find the tweet that says hashtag fire McDermott throughout the last couple of years. I'd love for you to go today and find the tweet that says McDermott might be one of the best coaches in the entire league through the first month and is absolutely rearranging opposing coaches mindsets within a game. He, he, in, in a game against an offense, I said, this, this is exactly what I said on my show last week, Rico. In a game against an offensive, a chess match against an offensive genius in Mike McDaniel, based on what McDermott did to him, what does that make McDermott? Because everybody calls McDaniel a genius, and I thought going into that game, he certainly was. That genius didn't have an answer to save his life. And he, okay. in a chess match, he was checkmate right off the, the bat, so almost, right in, going into the second quarter. Yep. So you got these guys, and this to me is why I, I starting last week, and I'm going to ride this because I, I really, I'm here. I'm at this point, and I can't remember the last time I've actually felt this. I think the last time I felt this was after the Patriots win in the wild card where I'm like, this is different. I have never been so confident in this team's ability to win the Super Bowl, and here's why. You have Allen playing Super Bowl or MVP caliber. Diggs right now is fourth in off- offensive player of the year voting in the betting market. Okay. He's playing some of the best wide receiver in the league. James Cook, I saw the other day uh, in power ranking running backs, number four right now. On, on, on Yeah, dude, I, I don't even, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Game, Gabe Davis, three consecutive games with a touchdown. You right. have this, this tandem in the tight end unit that I don't think has come close to reaching what we're going to wind up seeing. Uh, it's Not going even. nuts. No, I'm, but you can see flashes of it. I know it's going to be there at some point. 100%. And I haven't even gotten around to talking about what I think is the best defense in the league, maybe outside of San Francisco. And I, and I said this, I keep saying this, if they played on a neutral field, Rico, right? What, what's the Vegas spread? Who's favored in that game? That's how good both these teams are. And it's coming down to their defense. All of this, Rico, right? 
And that is what a Super Bowl champion is. In the in the year that they went and beat or lost to Kansas City in the 13th second game, the closest they've been to being able to get it done. This defense, which was great, is not even close to what they're doing right now. McDermott was not as seasoned of a coach as he is right now. Leslie, or excuse me, uh uh Ken Dorsey is he 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 left last year behind. You are seeing a guy stick to the script, get creative, but also know. That when it's working, let's not shy away from it, and let's also build confidence. If you watch the if you watch the offense of these Bills, Rico, every week they come out and they're methodical. They just dink, dunk, take what's given to them. Josh builds a rhythm, and what do you know? He has a career day yet again, and they continuously do it. They're doing every single little thing right, Rico, and that's how you win a championship. You don't just win a championship because your quarterback's MVP caliber. You win a championship when you got a team like this. They have checked every box and. Some boxes have been double checked, and I have never been so confident in this team. Ever. Let me let me let me double up on what you're saying because I know exactly where you're going with, and I'm feeling the same sentiments. You know what it is? Everyone's playing their role. When everybody knows their role, plays their That's role, it. and everybody's in their spot, things happen. And right now, offensively speaking, when you look at what Ken Dorsey is doing, think about it. Ken Dorsey didn't have the PC needed last year. He tried it with OJ Howard, didn't work out. And I know we we probably talk about this at length, and I'll, I'll shorten it. He's got the offense that he's officially wanted to run from the time he got here. He told Josh Allen to trust me. Don't You don't need to do what Josh Allen does because we did it your way, Josh, in week one. We lost. Trust me. Just go with it. That's I'll give you point. your numbers. I'll get you your numbers. Just trust me and just trust the offense. And guess what? Allen had a monster game last week. And it's not like he killed it. A couple shots downfield. A couple shots midfield. He only and had to throw it 25 times you. to score 48 points. Listen, 300 yards, five touchdowns. I'll still get you your numbers. And guess what? We're still going to have time of possession of 30 minutes or more. And that's what we've been doing. The la- we, we're, we're actually top to the league. And I think we're top five, top 10 in, in time of possession for crying out loud. I don't know how we couldn't be. They had the ball for 41 minutes against Listen, the Raiders. It's looking really good right now for what the offense is doing. And we haven't really even hit stride and got hot yet. Wait till we do. Is going to be dangerous. And then we have a freaking defense to match. How often have we been? I mean, there's some young bucks in here, but, and there's some, there's some old heads in here as well. So we know there's been very little time, if not since the 90s, that you had. A- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offense and a defense to match. My goodness, man. This is going to be lovely, and I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. It is fun. Fun time being a Bills fan, I'll tell you. And it's this early and, and is good? Yes. You're, I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you say that because that's what I want to preface here when I'm seeing pump the break, Super Bowl talk. Why not? It, it, what you just said is spot on. You got to enjoy this. I, I, I'm looking at it from the sample size in which we have under our belt so far. And I would love you f- to go and find the other sample size where this team has looked this collectively good in every facet for this amount of time. Do you know how long it is? You know how hard it is to string together what they just did three consecutive games in a row? I don't care who it's against. So, yeah, pump the brakes. I get it. It's week five. I understand that. And what they do today is not reflective of what they're going to do in February. What I said 
is I've never been more confident in their ability to go and do it. And the reason I'm saying that is because every single unit in this in this organization right now is clicking at a top four pace, no matter where you look. From, from the receivers to the running game, to the throwing game, to the blocking, to the defensive play, to the coaching, you name it, it is top of the league everywhere. So I'm not going to stop in saying that because to me, why the hell would I? I got the best chance I think I've had to say it. I'm going to ride on that as long as I can. As you should. And I'm, I'm looking at the statistics of, uh, of this team and how we're doing. And uh, we're top five in passing this year. We're doing extremely well. I mean, that's, that's what it's going to be. We're top 10 in rushing the football already. And we and and this is something that, and this is not, this is without eliminating Josh. Josh hasn't really run the football. It's been yeah. our running backs been doing it. Josh has always been the, the the leading rusher on our squad. It hasn't been him at all. So we're we're a very well balanced team, and we're gonna be so difficult to stop. My goodness, it's like I said to everybody, man. If you're if you're an opposing team and you got Josh Allen coming to town. Fuck, you roll your eyes and you're like, fuck. And as a, as a Bills fan, you're like, yeah, bitch, we coming your way, man. So find out a way that you can stop us because it's going to be And that's before good. you've even given, even before you've even thought about what the defense is going to do to you. I mean, that's the thing. That's now, what I'm saying, I don't, man. I don't even know how you, uh, I, I don't even know right now what you, and it's funny, we had this exact same conversation, you and I, in the offseason where we had said, I, I, we had talked about this defense in being perhaps the most, like the most underrated aspect going into this season, just based on the health coming back and then what they have overall talent wise. And it's, it's been exactly that. Even now you still, when you hear about defenses, you hear people talk about San Francisco and Dallas and the jets. You still don't really hear many people talk about the bills, which is nuts. And it's, it's strictly just because of Josh Allen. I get that. But this defense right now is, is I, I can't, Lights out. It's, I've never found a time under Josh Allen where I am just, this is the best way to put it. I have yet to have a time during the Josh Allen era where I am just excited to watch what the defense is going to do the next possession as I am with what Josh Allen's going to do the next possession. That's what this defense is cooking up right now. You are not lying. It is the facts. By the way, folks, we've got over 300 people watching on YouTube. Uh, we've got another 50 people uh, watching on other on other platforms, Twitter and uh, on Facebook. Salute to y'all. Do us a favor. Smash that like for your boys, Rico and your boy, Bot. Uh, we bring it on a Friday, Friday evening show, bringing it to your front door. We got the Bills Jaguars heading to London this week and uh, which potentially can be a trap game if you want to look at it that way. But when you when you go back and oh, here's another 50 cents I got to give to uh, Pierre. When you remember who we have on this damn roster, folks, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard to sit here and say, oh, yeah, that, that team's going to be able to compete with us. That They got the firepower to compete. They don't. I'm telling you. And, Rico, that, that's the other thing, too. You know how we just talked about all these things clicking, like check this box, check this box, check this box? Sure, for sure. Also check the box that the AFC where we thought, was, they, we thought there was going to be like 12 top-tier contenders. There might be three or four right now. I understand teams are, are going to get it going at some point. I, I'll die on this hill. Bengals are not going to get it going. That is some of the worst football I've ever seen offensively, what they're doing. They're not, they came into Buffalo tomorrow. They're losing by 40 the way that they've been playing. It's not happening. You cannot tell me the Chiefs have played comparable football to the Buffalo Bills through the first month. You can't. You can't. The only team that you could argue it in the AFC, Rico, was the Dolphins, and the Bills just absolutely embarrassed them on a whole other level. 
So that's the thing I think is even more important because it obviously matters who you got to go through, Rico. And like you just said, is there a team right now in the AFC, if the playoffs started tomorrow, that you're shitting yourself having to go against? And to me, the answer is no. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> you're fired up. Yeah. <laughs> because dude, I just, I've never, dude, I, I know it's only four weeks. Believe me. No one knows more than me. I've been let down so many damn times in my life. Do you not understand that? Believe me. But I'm saying I've never seen it all. Like, you can see it coming together. I've never seen it all come together like this. All of it. And you know what? And this is not a bad thing. This is confidence in your team. This is, this is, and some people might want to call it like, but you're being a homer. Fuck oh, it. Down, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're going to get that. But they um, don't know me. They, they haven't listened the last few years. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. When you feel confident in your team, you feel confident in your squad, you go, you're going to talk with confidence. It's just yeah. what it is. And until your team comes in and proves you different and proves you otherwise, we ride the wave, baby. And we're going to continue to ride the wave until it happens. Now, here's the question that I have for you. Mm. Um, there, there has been... I don't want to call it rumor. It's not, it's not a rumor. But there's, there's a couple of articles out there saying that uh, potentially... I mean, looking at some of the teams that are out there, Broncos more specifically, I can't see why they would do it. But there's an article that was put out there, and our very own Bryce put an article out there as well about trying to acquire Patrick Sertain. Mm. Would yeah. there? Would you say there'd be any need to go ahead and grab a Patrick Sertain, especially because we talk about McDermott's defense is such a great system that if you play within the confines of that defense and you do your job and to your best of your physical ability you'll be just fine. And Kyir Elam is primed to rewrite everything he needs. Or are we so far gone on, on Kyir that we bring in a Patrick Sertain and we trade them Kyir and we take Patrick. And I just threw that out there as, as a scenario. So are you more of the play with, with you, with you, what you have don't give up because we've done that before where we had a, a Wyatt Teller and we're like, ah, we're going to trade him because we can get something else. And then why tell it becomes all pro guard. Do you stick to the plan and stick to the development of Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson and the rest of the defensive back school, the backfield? Or do you try to go out and acquire some splash? Because you look at, look at the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins didn't stop. They went and gotten Chase Claypool. They're like, we already have a plethora of receivers, but we're going to add more talent. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But what are your thoughts on that? So the first thing I thought, actually, the first thing I thought of instantly when he went down is they got to make a move because the the Elam situation has been self-explanatory mm -hmm. through the first month. So to me, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking he's the next man up and he hasn't even been dressed for game day. So now all of a sudden we're supposed to completely rely on him to be the missing piece. I thought that was a tough realization in the moment because you're losing an all pro corner and you're also having to realize you have to bring somebody up. The coaching staff has clearly no trust in up until this point. I understand like I'm excited for his opportunity and for him to try to cash in on it. But this yep. team is also playing at such a level right now where I don't know if you're going to be able to be reliant on that given opportunity if he does not cash in on it quick. Right. But I also think I also think this, and it's back to what we were talking about earlier, where the, the, this defense collectively as a whole is just so good that I wonder how significant you will notice the departure of Tredavious White. Let's let's look at just the upcoming schedule here. We say we get through Sunday, and you know the Bills get it done, and you know they're they're able to get to Trevor Lawrence, put pressure on him. Therefore, he doesn't have a great day through the air like the Bills have done to every quarterback they faced early this year, right? Correct, correct. You then go on to play Daniel Jones, 
Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, and injured Joe Burrow, who currently right now statistically is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Based on his stats right now, he is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL through the first month. You take on the Broncos, who statistically right now are on pace to have one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. You take on Zach Wilson, okay? Then you get into the Eagles. This is where the part of the schedule to me really starts to to. This is going to get you into playoff shape here. This Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers stint. But that's not until well after Thanksgiving, okay? November 26th. So I just rattled off one, two, three, four, five, six, six consecutive games taking you past uh, Thanksgiving where I don't, I don't see, unless the Bills go out and do what they did against the Jets and Allen just wants to lay down and shit himself, which I just, I don't think he's capable of doing it again. I don't think he will allow himself to do it again after what happened. I I don't anticipate, I don't, I don't see the loss. I'm sorry, Rico. I don't see the loss unless they just cut their own foot off until Philadelphia. So to me, I think you look at what you have and do you think it's worth going out and maybe having to overextend your hand to get a Sertan where you can probably get through this, this patch here. And I'm telling you, I think based on what we've seen, I'm not entirely sure you're going to look out there and be incredibly shocked at the lack of, of talent still being displayed out on the defense. I don't think they're going to make a move unless they are given evidence over the next couple of weeks here, Rico, that they absolutely have to. You're listen. I, I think I'm with you on this one. I think I'm with you on this. Um, but I also see, I see both sides. I see both sides and I, I'll speak on both sides. I agree. Um, and I think we both agree on this. There's, there's both sides to it. Um, if you feel like this is your, and I hate to even say this, if you feel like this is your window, because I, I mean, I think a lot of fans thought our window was 2021. That year that we lost to the freaking che- the cheese in 13 seconds and all that shit. Like I, that year, I truly, I truly believed that this was our year. This is it. We got it. Like nobody yeah. was stopping Josh Allen. Nobody was until defense, special teams, whoever you want to call it, Frazier, McDermott, whatever you want to call it. So now we took a step back a little bit. We lost a couple of games, close games, and now we're back at it again with a renowned, with renewed focus, right? So now you lose Trey White, a dog on your squad, a leader. You need someone that can match that energy for the rest of the team. Do you go and get it? Why not? Brandon Bean's always looking. And to me, you, you try to make that happen, especially because you know who you'll be facing. Like you said it, we got at the later stretch, you got the Eagles, then you got the Chiefs, then you got the Cowboys, then you got the Chargers. Those are good offensive pieces, good offensive teams that will light that will light the boards up. So that's where you go and get it. But on the flip side of it, this is where you've got to trust your developmental team. You got to trust that the guy that you drafted and you drafted him for good reason in the second round comes into his own. Maybe his he was in his own head and he's finally been able to he's realizing that, okay, this is my opportunity. I've got to take full advantage of it. I've got to jump in. And maybe he's so locked in that he becomes the guy that we thought he could be. And right at this moment, fam, you, to me, I'm looking at, go get Patrick Sertain, man. Because <laughs> you had this boy sit on the damn bench for four damn weeks. If you have an opportunity to go get Patrick Sertain, bro, make that happen. Because once you do, Bills fans, are we're very, like, upset. We're, 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 we're very uh, accepting, right? We may... We may kind of make some things happen, but anybody that gets brought into the fold onto our team, 
you're one of us now. You're one of us. So go out and get his ass and get going, right? But we know that this is a league where I want to make sure what I'm doing works. But my goodness, if the Broncos are willing, and I mean, I don't even know if this is even true, but the Broncos are even willing to give that up if they know, man, this ain't happening. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, this this whole Javante Williams, Jerry Judy is is checked out. They're probably going to trade his ass. The receiving core is just brutal. Uh, well, that's looking- you, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they clean the whole house. It, it is it is uh, pathetic. Pathetic. They're going to. They have to. So let's say they do this, Rico. And I got to tell you, if I woke up tomorrow morning and Pat Sertan's on this team, oh, I'd take it. out the lotion, honestly. But like, but at the same time, let's look at let's look at how you like. This is what we fail to do. I know I do this sometimes. I did this with Hop, where I'm like, just go get him. And then you're like, well, you know, there's things you got to do to get him, right? And I think the thing you'd have to do here, and this is the question you have to ask yourself. I think what you'd have to do here is you'd have to cut Tredavious White. You would have to cut Tredavious White from this team in order to afford Pat Sertan, who's about to have his rookie deal expire. You'd have to pick up his fifth-year option, which I've just read would cost about $20 million. And you'd have to extend him. So how are you going to do it? I understand it seems like an easy fix right now, which I think it would be. You go get Pat Sertan. I don't even know what this defense is looking like, okay? If you got another Pro Bowl corner out there, I don't even want to know. Oh, I want to know. I definitely want to know, but I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what I'm getting at, though, is you can't just call up Sean Payton and whoever the hell the GM is over that abysmal franchise right now and say, hey, Pastor Tan will take him. You're, you're going to have to work. A, you're going to have to work away into being able to afford him. And I think, unfortunately, that would result in having to get rid of Tredavious White. Now, you have to look at this from two ways. You can look at it from the human perspective, which I, I think I do often too far or far too often. And I do that because I look at these guys like that. I, I, I don't, I couldn't be a GM for this reason. I wouldn't be able to go to Tredavious white in this scenario after just like working his ass off for this franchise since he was drafted to just go down on his second season ending injury and look the guy and his family in the face and say, we we're not, we're not doing, we're done here. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it. I just could not do it. Okay. That would probably have to happen. And you'd have to ask yourself whether you think he's going to come back and be great again off this injury or not. And unfortunately, now that we're looking at two here, Rico, it was questionable after the one. Now two, even for, I mean, this is just, oh, that's why I feel so unbearably bad for the guy. I just, I'm sick to my stomach for him. But down to brass tacks, this is a business, as they all say. I think that's what you'd have to do, Rico. So ask yourself, is that something you'd be willing to do? Well, here, here's the, so I was talking to our guy, our resident MD, our resident doc. The thigh doc. <laughs> and the thigh doc made a fantastic point. He goes, we didn't restructure, we didn't restructure Trey White. So we didn't kick anything down the can. We didn't, we're not forced to keep him. And fortunately on the business side of things, and it sucks, it really does. We all, as Bills fans, we sympathize. We sympathize and we empathize. Oh God, yeah. With the team and we th- we sympathize. I mean, when he put that towel over his head, Rico, and knew it's like, dude, you he just knew. want to cry for the guy, man. But we have an out next year, right? If we wanted to move on from Trey White, there's a dead cap of ten mil, right? But coming back from an ACL injury, now coming back from an ACL injury, and now you're going to be what twenty nine years of age. You will be twenty nine. 
Does he even come back to, to being the same Trey as he used to be? So as a, as a business, you've got to cut your losses. Oh my God, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I know it makes me sick thinking about it because the, the, the body's still there. I mean, I don't want to say the body's still there, but you, you catch it. He's still warm. You feel me? So, uh, I know. But if you have the ability to do it, the writing is on the wall. You just gotta, you gotta find out some kind of severance package and say, "We love you, <laughs> but we gotta bring this young buck over because it's a business. Listen, the business goes on." If I had no empathy inside of me, and I, I, I and that's the weird thing is like Brandon Bean seems like the greatest dude, but I, I you have got to be able to, if you want to be successful like this. Like if you want to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or you want to be the leader of a of a of a football team where seventy percent of your job is ruining someone's day, potentially life, by doing stuff like this, you have got to have a switch inside of you where you can turn off the empathy. I talk about this all the time with with people who work jobs that like I, I know people who are like pediatric surgeons, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the ER. They leave that at the door. I'd bring that home to, with me. I wouldn't sleep my entire life if my job revolved around like kids and trauma, right? I, I, but those people look at it as a job. And when they leave the hospital, they're off to their normal life. I don't have the ability to do that. And I would oh, not right, have the yeah. ability to do this like this with, 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 with yeah. Bean. I yeah. would not be able to look at a guy who just donated two season ending injuries in pursuit of being with us, right? And, but, what I'm getting at here, if I did have that ability, Rico, if I did have the ability to turn off the empathy switch, okay, what you just said is the exact reason why it makes too much sense to to do it. It, it makes almost too much sense. It does, and and you have you have you have some. Um, I mean, you have Elam to go with it, right? If you're making a trade. You got to make yeah, some if, if anybody's interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to want youth. They're going to want youth. I mean, listen, I got a guy that's got another uh, two years on his contract. I'll take him. You take my guy. Y'all deal with what you got to deal with and go from there. <clears throat> Jeff King uh, comes in with a, in a fair comment. He says, hey, listen, let me play devil's advocate here. Mentally, he wasn't right after the first injury. This one, I'm you, exactly. This may be the nail of his football career. I, I know my choice of words. But it is what it is, and he's not wrong. Even Walter comes in and, and equal and and I guess shares the same sentiments here. We can't put our team on hold because White is hurt. Yeah, love the guy, and we all do, but we can't handicap the position just out of sympathy when we're trying to win a Super Bowl. And you know what? I can guarantee you, we win a Super Bowl. He's obviously going to get a ring, whether he's on this team or not, because he he he's he's meant so much to this team. Um, and it's and it's it's tough, but it's a business. It's yes. a business, and most people must say you guys are sick. To talk about Trey White, he's still in the room. No, you know. see that, yes, that's such a good point because that's why I hate talking about this out loud because I hear myself saying it and I'm like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I hear myself saying it, but Rico, awesome. I mean, if you, yeah, but Bill, I am saying it, you know, Jeff just said it. And if you hook me up to a polygraph, my honest answer would be based on what you had just said with the contract parameters, based on the fact that I myself have neglected to think that they're coming to terms with the fact that he's on the near 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 30 i i haven't even realized that uh, uh pat sertan i think is 23 um so i'm taking all this into consideration you hooked me up to a lie detector test and said do it or not do it uh if i said don't do it there's going to be some spikes on those lines so <laughs> i sure. i get it completely no uh and, and they're not going to put it on the whole i'm telling you right now if they're able to do it if like like you said 
Bean's not just waiting for something to happen. If they're if they're actively looking and there's something that makes sense, he will do it. That's for sure. There's no question. And and maybe it takes the Broncos saying, yo, I know you guys are potentially in need, but not in need because you guys have some depth. And you got to give uh, McDermott and Bean some credit because this is one of those moments where you could have said, you know what? We're going to move on from Caillou Elam because Trey White's back. Uh, Bradford's here. We got Dane Jackson in the fold. We're good. But you can't have enough corners in this game. Thankfully, right? they didn't. And I mean, Mike, at least they got somebody. My right? goodness, is it ever nice to know, okay, we can kind of fall back on the on the likes of Dane Jackson, on the likes of Caillou Elam, on the likes of, obviously, Christian Bedford. But uh, the reality is this, man. Uh, the Patriots have done this forever. And they've got seven rings to speak on it because they've moved on from players that you ain't cut it no more. I mean, for crying out loud, I remember when they got rid of Richard Seymour. And Richard Seymour was still top in this game for years still when he when they shipped him off to the Raiders. Even I was like, what? They moved on for Richard Seymour? Hey, man, we got to do what we got to do. Now, obviously, different scenario because he's so healthy. But <laughs> the Patriots were ruthless in that regard. Everybody. they they Dude, people forget Belichick wanted Brady gone. Jimmy Garoppolo's rookie go. year. He wanted him gone. If it wasn't for Robert Kraft who said, hey, you're nuts. Not a chance we're getting rid of the best player to ever. I mean, he wanted him gone. Gone, gone, gone. It's crazy. Could you imagine the Patriots with Jimmy Garoppolo? And <laughs> and they moved on from Brady and Brady hey, went you know where which is crazy because he still you know, went. Maybe, maybe they'd be better right now. That's the thing you got to think about. Who the hell knows? If they built around him, had more time, I don't freaking know. You just never know. So let, let me ask you. So uh hold on. We got we got we got some super chats we gotta hit up. Yeah, and, uh, we've also got some uh some uh, some comments here. Hold on, let me just flip this back here. Uh, let's hit up. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey Green came in with a super chat earlier, and uh, Jeff, if you're still listening, if you're still here, salute to you, my man. I appreciate the super chat. He says that uh, my keys to the game is Josh Allen manage the game, run the football, play action under center in defense, hold your offense 300 yards, and uh, if we can, I mean, listen, defensively we've been we've been pretty damn good at uh, at keeping offenses at bay. I mean, you saw one of the best offenses in the game. That was a juggernaut. We kept these guys to 20 points. 20 points. 14 I mean, in the first quarter in a minute. I mean, they absolutely. scored six the rest of the way. It was there nuts. you freaking go, man. You made some adjustments, right? Uh, we got Scott Van Lu in the building. What's up, Scott? Scott comes in and says, hey, I was just listening to the Jaguars coach. He says that Zay Jones is a girl for, is a go, I'm assuming, is a go for Sunday's game and, uh, and offensive line. Cam Robinson is a go uh, with a hamstring is injury. So, uh, yeah, they're getting healthy. I know that uh, Sher- Sherfield, I think Sherfield is, is come to Sherfield. Brandon Sheriff, excuse me, is on his way back too. So that, that, uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun as well. Uh, what do we got here? We got another super chat coming in from Walter. Excuse me, that was a comment from Walter that uh, he's saying, listen, man, we can't handicap ourselves. Want to win a Super Bowl, you got to make some tough decisions. Uh, we also got Jeremy Bennett that has come through. What? I want to be part of the Bing squad. I just went to www.supportbf.com and said, you know what? Let's get this thing going. So we appreciate you, Jenna, excuse me, Jeremy Bennett. And uh, we appreciate you, man. Good shit. And let's keep it rolling. So uh, listen, Zeba, this upcoming game, man, there's, there's reasons we're going to win this game. And there are, are factors that are going to present themselves in this game. And uh, in order to be successful, what what stands out to you for us to win this game? I'm not sure if you've given it a lot of thought. Yeah. 
and because uh, I, I had a couple notes of myself, but I'd like to know what uh, what the what the Z man is thinking. Couple of things. So uh, funny enough, this defense, which is you know their their front line is good, especially the standout, of course, is Josh Allen, who had a day last week. I think he would have three three sacks in that game last week uh, against exactly. Atlanta. Um, right. So you look at the D and that's the guy you primarily worry about. The one thing I hope that they take advantage of is the fact that uh, th- th- this cornerback unit currently for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they're allowing nearly a hundred overall passer rating through the air uh, when thrown to wide receivers. And they're one corner in particular. I think I have it right here. There's one corner in particular. Uh, yeah. Trey Hern- Herndon, is it Trey Herndon? He's allowing 131 overall passer rating when targeted this this season. So you have opportunities for Josh Allen to really take advantage of a secondary that's been struggling uh, against opponents that have not been the caliber of Josh Allen. I think you're going to have an opportunity here to really get Diggs and Davis, Davis involved, have big days, which they have been accustomed to doing early on here. So I think it's set up for Josh Allen to do well if he can avoid being hit and getting sacked and he's done a tremendous job of that over the last couple of weeks here. So it's not a gigantic concern of mine Uh, on the other end of things for me, it's all about what we had talked about in nauseam earlier and about what we talked about last week for the the dolphins game. To me, it's almost the exact same mindset of I'm McDermott coaching up this defensive squad. I'm saying, look, you had, you had a very similar skill set or excuse me, a very similar um, style in which this offense plays going into each game where each game or each team up until now has had clean pockets, has been able to operate in a very comfortable setting at the quarterback position and not been, you know, dictated by the defensive line of their opponent. The bills walked into that against Miami last week. And Miami's a team that has taken far more advantage of those opportunities than Jacksonville has. And Miami, when finally met with a team that was able to get after Tua, got absolutely shut down. So if you think about it, Miami has had very similar settings, right? For Tua and and, and, as to Trevor Lawrence, Mm -hmm. very similar settings to throw the ball. And Miami was putting up, they put up 70 points in one, in one game, right? Whereas Jacksonville, they're struggling to score in general, and they still haven't had Trevor Lawrence get pressured. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, these guys are having a tough time getting getting it together on offense to begin with. Imagine what it's going to be like if we can get home. We have got to get home again. And I thought they were going to struggle last week, Rico. I did because just Tua's ability to get rid of the ball recently has yeah. been pretty impressive. He's been getting rid of the ball quick. But what they did was take away his first read, and that, of course, resulted in him throwing or holding the ball longer, and he got sacked four times, was hurried a bunch. That, to me, is the key. If you're able to take Travis Etienne out of this early and if they, if they don't stick to the run game, and if you're then able to get pressure on uh, on Trevor Lawrence here, I just don't know. I don't see this scenario in this game where Jacksonville winds up getting the W. It would have to be an incredible performance from Jacksonville's offensive line to continue to keep that pocket surrounding him. But even then, Rico, just based on what I've seen through the first month from Jacksonville, I don't know where I see them scoring enough points to wind up edging this one out. And that's not including getting home to them. I think if they do get home to them, Rico, it's going to be a tough time scoring at all for Jacksonville on Sunday. Good point. It's a damn good point. You got, first of all, you've got to match 
offensively. And that's that's the thing with and a lot of I think you and I were talking about this where we we're talking about who had the most pressure uh, last week when it was between yes. uh, Tua and Josh. And I said the pressure was on Josh. But lo and behold, the pressure was on Tua because he had to keep up with the star power of Josh. Don't forget, Josh. I mean, we all know this. Josh was what? What he's eleven and one versus the Dolphins for some. For, like, yeah, it's unbelievable. So you've got like I've owned you, so you have to step up and match me. So Trevor Lawrence has to match what Josh Allen's going to bring to the table. But guess what? You're not going to go. You're not. Uh, Josh Allen's going up against your your defense. That's okay. It's mediocre. It's all right. You're going up against an elite defense, Trevor Lawrence. So good luck. So I can't like you said can't really see where there's an angle for this for this team to come out with a w they can't the bills should be able to handle this team properly now there, there's a, a really cool stat that's out there by aaron schatz and uh obviously you guys all know that uh the bills have uh have taken on a new identity in uh in terms of offense we're, we're primarily a 12 personnel team and uh the statistics show for the jaguars uh their defense versus 11 personnel uh 10.2% DVOA, right? And uh, 6.2 yards of play is what they're uh, they're allowing. The Jaguars D versus 12 personnel, minus 53.5% DVOA. So, folks, look at so that 12 personnel is going to it's it's going to uh, so you're gonna see you're you're gonna see some good things happen. Let's put it that way. So, the Bills should. I don't want to say easily. I don't. I never. It's never too easy to win this game. The the Bills should go in there and handle business, and the better roster should be able to take over the the Jaguars. Now, yeah, if they don't beat themselves and they and they and they let the traveling and stuff get to them, then it'll be a game. But if they just if they do what they've been doing, that's what I'm talking about. If they've been doing what they've been doing, I don't see the scenario. But if they go in there and get sloppy, then that's when you get into close games when you shouldn't be in them. And that's what it comes down to, right? You don't want to turn the ball over. So five keys to success. And, uh, and then before we get out of here, by the way, we want you guys to enjoy the show. So smash that like while you guys are in here. And if you guys have your five right now, if you have your five successes, your five keys to success in this game, drop it in here. We got 400 people watching right now. Uh, and that's combined on all social media platforms. But shout out to the, to the YouTube squad. We got 360 of y'all in this bitch. Salute to y'all. What's happening? So get your five points in. Right. So I'm going to piggyback off of what my man Z-Bot came in. And listen, if we don't give the ball up and if we don't, you know, what I'm saying just do some astronomically dumb stuff, we should be able to walk away with this in London with a dub. You know what I'm saying? And the, which is ideal, which is so hilarious because all this London stuff, it got me thinking of like when we were in Buffalo, watching them create all these commercials, uh, hopping into a, a, a buggy or hopping into a oh freaking beetle. something. <laughs> it's too funny. You had. You had Deion Dawkins, Josh Allen, 6'5", Deion Dawkins, excuse me, 6'4", Deion Dawkins, 6'5", Deion Dawkins, Josh Allen, 6'5", uh, Dawson Knox, 6'5", 6'4", hopping into a freaking beetle. Yeah, they put, they put, uh, they, they put, they put, uh, Dawkins, Josh, yeah, they put Deion Dawkins in the, in the trunk. It was unbelievable. They could hardly fit it. They like, couldn't even drive. I, it was almost like it was like skidding across the floor. It was so low. It was just it was low. Uh, but yeah, man, success is, listen, we got to win in the trenches. We've been doing a great success thus far winning in the trenches. I mean, I cannot stress enough how well we did against Miami because a lot of times our O-line would actually stay stagnant or we'd be pushed back. 
I saw a lot of us moving forward. There was a lot of blue jerseys pushing forward. So it should be no different here in this game against the against the uh, the Jaguars. So the trenches, we got to continue our domination. But the most important thing is identify and eliminate. Identify and eliminate Josh Allen. And that's talking about defensive end Josh Allen. Three sacks last week. You know, it's so hard to get sacks in this game. The fact that this brother got three and he knows how he ruined our game last week, last, the what, few years ago, we can't let that happen again. So we've got to dominate, we've got to eliminate, and we've got to, to identify where he's at and take him out of the game. So that's how we win this game. We win in the trenches. And by the way, we're a top 10 team rushing the, rushing the football. And they let Bijan Robinson just last week rush for almost seven freaking yards a pop. Yep. Seven yards a pop. And guess who is tops of the league? Or at least in the top five in the league, top ten in the league in yards per yards per carry. That's our own, our very own James Cook. So James Cook, this could be a very big game for James Cook. Very big game for James Cook. So I'm looking forward to it. So we got to win in the trenches. We got to win in the trenches. Uh, listen, we got to make them one dimensional. The one thing that Doug Peterson, I mean Travis Etienne is good, but I don't think I don't see anything special with Travis Etienne. Good running back, but nothing too too like wow, this guy's an elite back. He's a very good back. He's solid. So if you get on early with these against these Jaguars, they eliminate the run game. So now we're ready for interceptions. We're ready to turn the ball over, bring it. We'll take it. Turn these guys one-dimensional. And that means we got to start early. we got to score fast and score early. And then now it's in cruise control. We got this. This defense is too damn good for that not to happen. So uh, salute to the trenches and salute to this, uh, this team, man. Uh, the, the next thing that, I mean, just to piggyback what, uh, what man Ziba said, I mean, let's keep the ball. This 12 personnel has been working for us. Let's do these eight, nine play drives, 75 to 86 yards. And we score and we capitalize so far. We're doing pretty damn good in the red zone. We're one of the best in the red zone. And we're, we're what, where I think we're second, or if not first, I think we're doing a 50, 50.5% on third down percentage. So we are half the time. We're, we're succeeding on our third downs. So we will continue to move the ball and keep getting our yardages and keep it moving. So tell you right now, man, keep the ball. Time of possession is key. And that 12 personnel is what was really got us rolling. So that, to me, are the keys to success at the end of the day. And last but not least, you know what it is, Zibot. Don't turn the fucking ball over. Don't. And they haven't. I mean, other than that stupid, like, punt-type throw against the commanders on third and long that Allen had, outside of the... Jets game, they have it's it's just been almost perfect football all around. And let me just say, and I continuously say this to back to go back to what I was talking about earlier. I, I, read, I, I read Kim Betts, uh, I read that so quickly. I was like, what Kim Beck? How dare oh. what wait a minute now? I read too quickly. It's gonna be the other way around on what Rico's talking about, Kim. Kim be the other way around. That's what we're gonna be saying to them. Yeah, uh, for real. <laughs> uh, Kim. There's going to come a time throughout the year here where they're going to not play this perfect ball. And it's not going to look like it's looked the last three weeks. But I I I have to say, even with what they've done the past three weeks, if they play even like 75% of that, I still see I still think they're they're winning by more than a score. I mean, last week, let's say last week was about as good as it gets. They win by 28. Yep. The week before against Washington, I didn't think it was nearly as good as what it was against Miami, and they won 37 to 3. So, like, what I'm getting at is 
I'm not expecting the best performance every week, but somehow every week they've topped the last one. I don't know how they're doing it. It's going to come a time where the buck stops, but even when it does, and I think we're going to find a median here at some point, I think that median is going to wind up being still better than anything we've seen from anybody else this year. And this particular Sunday, when we're talking about a, a letdown spot or whatever, I don't know if the bills go in and do exactly what they just did in this scenario because of the London thing, because of whatever you, you name it. Maybe it's just a, just because like, it's going to be tough to do what you do last week. But even so I get the, I get in my opinion, the much better team, the much better defense, the better quarterback, the better, really everything. So to me, the one thing out of all those points you made and, and they're all spot on the one thing, that I think is probably going to be at the top of the keys to victory list every single week going forward is just not putting yourself, not beating yourself. And I know it's so cliche, but if the Bills don't beat themselves, Rico, I just don't know who's beating them right now. Listen, when you ran through that list of teams we're playing, and I did the same thing you did, and and this and and this. Listen, I, I mean, we all do our predictions at the beginning of the year. And oh, I think we'll go 11 and four and maybe we'll go 12 and five and all that. I had us going 12 and five at the beginning of the year, not knowing what was going to come our way. Yeah. And I had us losing to London in London, excuse me, so losing in London. Right. And I'm looking at the team that we have and I'm looking at what the, 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 the Jags are doing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, let's keep going here. Giants, dub. Patriots, dub. Tampa, dub. Bengals, the way they're playing, dub. And I had us losing to that game, dub. Based on what they had last year, last year they just they they just don't have the chemistry this year. And I hope we go in there and we absolutely lay the hammer on the Bengals. When I say lay the hammer, I'm not talking about to get a 21-17 win. I'm talking about put 50 on these guys because I hate the fact that we lost to those guys last last year. The way we lost to them and Joe, cool Joe, and I need to have those those Cincinnati boys that I had on the show. They were talking mad shit. I need to have them back on there and wax the Bengals, but we're not there yet. But like you said, there's a string of games that we could definitely win. Giants, Patriots, Tampa, Bengals, Broncos, Jets. That's seven games right now. So we can have, we can easily, six, I guess, I'm, I'm not even doing my math right. That's six games right there. We could easily be a 10-win team by the time we go into facing the Eagles. And the Eagles look, they're beatable. The freaking Washington Commanders took them right to the end with the Eagles. Every team is playing within one score other than the Bucs. We could we could really be what ten and one by the time that it's all said and done when we're playing one of those big time contenders, and then I mean, here's the yeah, they could be they could be sixteen and one if they wanted to. I'm not anticipating it, but they I like I keep saying if they somehow uh, by the grace of God find a way to keep doing what they're doing, I'll I'll just keep saying it. I don't know anybody beating them. I just don't. I and the one reason I don't anticipate them going sixteen and one is there's got to come a time where they can't keep doing this because what they're doing is just ridiculous. Well, I'm going to tell you this, man. We we have the offense. We have the defense. We have the coaching. Everything seems to be coming together. Now, Bills fans always melt down when things don't go our way. I mean, we were we were absolutely melting down when we lost to the Jets, the way in the fashion that we lost to the Jets, right? The fire McDermott's, the Josh ain't that, you know what I'm saying? He ain't especially, and this is not just our, from our fan base. This is coming from, you know I mean, national media, local media, whatever you want to call it. Now that we're back on top, an order has been restored True. I mean, we're back to happy-go-lucky Bills fans. So we just got to keep it going, and these guys are locked in. And it seems like Josh Allen and, and Stefan Diggs are just, we're good to go. We don't have any drama, <laughs> so we're set. 
And we're we're focused, man. We're focused, and we're winning. Beautiful things happen when teams win. When things are when we're winning, or, or, and we're and we're just they can't they can't figure us out. Especially because we're balanced. We can run the football when we want to, and we can throw the football when we want to. Man, oh man, good luck, good freaking luck. So I mean, those those are the two things that stood out to me, man. And I'm so glad you brought up those six next games because we could easily go on a run. Oh, oh my! Oh, and then yeah. guess what? And here's another thing. Here's another thing. We're not thinking about it now, but we go on a run and we're 10 1. Fam, we're looking at the number one seed. That's why last week was so big. Oh, my last, God. Yeah. That if you won last week and then with the upcoming run here, you're going to have to really pick up the pace if you're somebody else that's going to want to keep up with that. So, Num- yes. Yes. Number one seed is in conversation, right? And now you want to maintain number one seed because you want that bye week. Man, so by that time, we're going to be we're we're going to be full steam ahead. And here's the beautiful thing: the bye week comes at a perfect time. I think, we, and there's this unfortunate teams that have bye weeks right now. It's like, ooh, that's early. That's an early bye week, Tampa. Oh my gosh! But you know what? Sometimes we may need it. But we are coming at a bye week. Week 13 is our bye week. My goodness, it gives us time to rest, rest up, and then we got the Chiefs right after. Golly, it's perfect. Oh, man. And it's going to be on the road in Airhead. We've got to shut them guys down. Oh, anyway, it'll be fun, man. Z-Bot, love you, my man. We uh, Listen, we've been we're doing this some time, man, and uh, it's always fun. I mean, you're my bro, man. So we when we get out of here, it's chemistry up the yin-yang. And uh, listen, we've been – and you guys have been rocking with us for a long time, man. You get us on the Monday, then you get us on the Tuesday, and then we're back at it again for the weekend. Listen, you can't get better than this. You can't get no. better than this. And, and it's always a million times better when the Bills are doing what they're doing. So, <laughs> so, so it's all just, it's all clicking on all cylinders, brother. It really is. It's all fitting. It's all clicking. Listen, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, if you guys enjoyed uh, spending a little time on a Friday evening with your boy Rico and your boy Bot, do us a favor and smash that like. Smash that like right now. So uh, any questions or concerns, this is your time to put it in the chat right before we get out of here, because I know the wife came down and that was, that was a message she was sending to me. She was sending a message saying, hurry the fuck up because I'm not sipping with my, she's got her, my in-laws are here and it's, oh, oh by the way, it's Thanksgiving weekend for us. So uh, on the, yeah, Canadian side. So on oh, the Canadian no Thanksgiving weekend, so we got the in-laws over. Uh, when is the actual holiday? So it's on Monday. Well, oh. yeah, Monday. so we don't have a, we don't like nobody's, everybody, everything's shut down on Monday. So I bought my turkey nice. today. And, no uh, kidding. That's killer. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it's, it's, it's early because like, Canadians, we get a we, listen, we do stuff so weird sometimes, bro. It's, it's just and then and then all of a sudden everybody's like, happy Thanksgiving. And, and they're telling me happy. I'm like, yo, man, that mine was like two weeks ago. When's you guys? You guys have it two weeks from now? No, yours is November. No, ours isn't until the I think it's the third Thursday in November, is it? Exactly. So like a month, you guys are be, oh, happy Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, nah, man, mine was a month ago. Fourth <laughs> so Thursday in November. Fourth Thursday. So about Almost two months. That's it. I wonder how, how does that, who comes uh, up with this shit? I don't uh, even know, man. <laughs> don't even ask me. So all uh, I know is I got more. Well, got hey, my- enjoy it, dude. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You're even yeah. weird without saying it. <laughs> no, it feels weird as hell. Yeah, for but, sure. Hey, I know, any excuse to, to get the fam over and, and have a huge meal. And that's all. I'll do that anytime, you know? That's right. This is even Glenn. Glenn. Glenn is a former. He's a he's a Canadian. He goes. Us Canadians need an earlier Thanksgiving yeah. to appreciate the weather, the better weather. It's true. 
the weather's still somewhat nice so we can enjoy it instead of some you want to know what i will say that actually makes a bit more sense you get more of a buffer until christmas like well, Thanksgiving and then a month till Christmas is kind of like the same type of holiday where you, you uh, the way you celebrate. So that's kind of nice. You kind of get like a, it's kind of like it means a little it's, more. It's nice. together. So the in-laws are here. I got myself a turkey and uh, I'm the one that's going to be doing the turkey. So uh, I do. You do, I, you do anything weird with it where you like fry it or you put the hot sauce inside of it or anything like that? You know what? I did something different last year. I did. Uh, I, I saw somebody said, yo, you know what you should do? You should take butter and like just cut a little slit, get underneath the skin, rub the butter, and then rub the butter all over them, then season it like the way you season it. Dude, is is game I'm over. on that. See, oh, you I'm, season that thing up good? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no non-seasoning for me. In this house, there's seasoning. I got a whole drawer rack of seasoning. You know what I'm saying? And if, if it were up to my wife, she'd just have the salt and the pepper and a few seasons. Ever since she's met me, she's like, no, 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 we need more. That a girl. That a girl. Yeah, um, that, that Cajun, all that stuff. Holy hell. Freaking lootly. So the year before, I was like, yo, let me get fancy here. And I went and, uh, and brined it. I, I washed the sink out and put salt, all the stuff they told me to put in, and I put it in there. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of the brining. Oh, the brining didn't no good? Hmm. Uh, I, I could. You know what? It for me. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, brother. If it's, if it's yeah. good to begin with, keep it good. Now, what I want to do, though, is I've seen people do this whole uh, deep fried turkey. They get this big old oh yeah pot and they fry the turkey. But everyone tells there's a lot of people that tell me, dude, overrated. Don't even pause them. Is it? We did it. Whatever it was last year, maybe two years ago. I'll say this: overrated in the sense that it's not so good that you're going to be like, oh, we're never not doing this again. Like we're doing this every time. It's good, but it's also a major bitch. You got to get a gigantic vat of oil in the middle of your yard, and then you got to go over and dunk the thing in there and main monitor and whatever. And you get it out. I think it's the whole thing is like the shtick of the of the deep fried aura itself. Like it is good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think if you were to have that and immediately have a normal one right after it, that you'd be like, "Up, oh, throw the normal one away. We got to have the deep fried." So to me, that's why it's just not all that worth it. I figured that that would be the case. So, like, deep fried, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing on the deep fried for now. But uh, so well, far, I say, the one thing we did that I think you might like, depending on where you're at, like with the spice level and whatnot, is we did once where, you know, with the baster or whatever, yep. essentially you infuse the whole turkey with hot sauce. So it's almost like it's like a hot, a hot turkey. And that was phenomenal. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was because it's different than just putting hot sauce on it. Like you're you're literally infusing the whole turkey. I mean, I, I'm not Gordon Ramsay. I don't know what the hell the science is behind it, but all I know is it was freaking it was terrific. And that's like one of those new like gimmicky things. So and here's another thing. So I see some people call it dressing. Do you call it dressing? Do you call it stuffing? <sighs> what is this, by the way? I call it stuffing. My hood on that sounds unreal like throw it in a smoker or something like barbecue it up barbecue to turkey last two years i would would mess with that i would mess with that hey you know what since you guys are here how how do you guys do your turkeys are you oven salt pepper call it a day and throw it in there smoke turkey on the grill damn it that sounds so good now jeremy's coming in with the classic madden turducken i've never had it but man would i love to that sounds phenomenal a turducken the, the chicken inside of the turkey oh that'd be interesting. the old the old madden the old madden thing he, the, the, he used to do 
how fucking how long would you have to cook that thing? I don't know. Madden made it famous. There was this one place out. I think it was somewhere in Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken, maybe somewhere else. But he put this place on the map. I mean, he made these guys a gazillion dollars because they sold the turducken. And then I don't even know how you would cook it. I don't know how the turk, the chicken inside gets cooked enough. How long do you cook that thing? Like, golly, because you got to. No, that's messed up, man, because the outside of the bird will be great. The inside, you got a whole nother damn turkey. Or, or chicken or animal in that bitch. Oh, that's know, right. And there's a duck inside of it, too. That's yeah, right. There's a duck. Isn't there the turducken? Yes. <laughs> and duck, to me, is the most elite of the all the bird food groups. Duck, I could eat duck every freaking day. Except, you know, where, where are you getting to get the duck, really? Like, you don't know. You're not pulling up to Arby's, right, Rico? <laughs> getting, getting duck. They don't have the duck. I've not, I've not had duck yet. You haven't had duck? <laughs> no, I haven't had duck. Have not had duck. I've had, you know what? But funny it's enough, I've had deer. Venison. Now, that's a little, that's an acquired taste. Everybody, you want to know what's funny? Everybody I know who loves venison, they also love like hunting and shit. Like, no one just likes venison and is not a big like hunter or whatever. I think there, there's something to like doing everything yourself. And I think that's why they like it more than maybe somebody else would. I don't particularly love it, but like the obscure ones, I love rabbit. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Rabbit. Rabbit's super, super good. We have it every Easter, um, and it's great because my aunt makes it. Everyone's terrified of it, but me and my dad, and we smoke oh. that thing clean, me and my dad. Tastes like what? Tastes like chicken? But better. Yeah. It's it, like that's why I say like chicken. I eat chicken every – I can't remember a day I haven't eaten chicken. Like it's just – like when do you – it's everywhere. And it's so easy to put into stuff, I and mean, you can use it all purpose. But to me, there's so many things that are similar to chicken that are better. Ducks, one of them. To me, rabbits, one of them. Uh, like I love lamb, I love goat, but they're just lamb. things that you don't cook on a normal basis. Lamb is great if you cook lamb real good. You're you're, you're more than <laughs> you're you are more than great. Zbite eating all the. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. Well done, Matthew. Well, <laughs> well, well done. I'll even eat Homer Fudd too, or whatever the hell his name was too. That guy, I'll eat, I'll eat him too. Put it in front of me. My man, Jeff oh, King. Salute to Jeff King with a super chat. We love you, Jeff King. He goes, uh, buddy, uh, this is why I said screw splitting. Why would any team want to play catch up? We now hold the throne. Now we just need to keep the reign going happy thanksgiving and we appreciate you you're right man you don't want to split you want to dominate you want to win and and that's that uh <laughs> but yo that's funny you eat the whole damn looney tunes for real you're not lying <laughs> Dude, this is funny because this is what i've always thought of too like it, it's almost like <laughs> rabbit on easter is wild it feels like sacrificial it feels like i'm at a harvest sacrificial money for the easter but so with all this aside, because like the meat's one thing, but what's like the side dish? Because to me, the Thanksgiving isn't nearly as good as, as its best side dish. You know what I mean? Like you got to come with that, you know, bringing your A game. What what's going on in the, in the Rico household for the well, for the Thanksgiving? We'll that's keep it, we'll keep it traditional. You know, what I'm saying we'll do the mashed potatoes. Uh, they're they're trying to think of the thing, that, and I'm not a ham person. Okay, I mean, you're not. Like, the ham that I do is like if it's a ham sandwich, a honey ham sandwich, and we're cool. But a whole cooked ass ham, I did it one year. They told me to put some cinnamon on that bitch, yeah, and, uh, uh, honey, and cloves. It's good. <laughs> cloves in that thing, and I tried it, and I was like, 
it didn't turn out well. And I see the problem is I tried it in my uh, Instapot. I put it in the Instapot. Oh, thinking, okay. Will that work out? But I was, it was my first time using the Instapot at the same time. So I got to go back and take a look at it. But side dishes, your mashed potatoes, your carrots, all that stuff. I think we're just going to keep it, keep it gully. Maybe I'll do a ma uh, mac and cheese. I was just going to say, you got to do it. I I'll die on this. I don't care. People want to say it's not. You can I'm get mac that. I'm doing mac, mac and cheese is so damn good. Who would not want that there? Yeah, I'm doing mac and cheese. Who wouldn't want it. that there? Yeah. I, this is a whole debate. In our, I don't know if this happens out, uh, out in Mother Canada. But up here during Thanksgiving, it's like people get into it about that. And I'm like, dude, Wait, get like oh, they get into it about whether or not macaroni and cheese belongs at a Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm thinking, who doesn't like macaroni and who doesn't like cheese? I mean, let's 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 grow up here. Like it's phenomenal. Like who would not want that? Yeah, grow up here, folks. <laughs> yeah, like like like, like Hill Slayer's coming here. I mean, this is this is what I'm talking about. Who wouldn't want this shit at, at any time, let alone a holiday? How Jalapeno you make mac and cheese? I'm having Thanksgiving over at, at Hill Slayer's. Well, he knows I mean, how to do it right. It's like people think it's like a kitty food or whatever. They've never had good mac and cheese. You can just tell. I had I had an Egyptian friend of mine uh, show me a way that he makes his mac and cheese, and it was weird because. And I, it was a bechamel sauce. You got to know if you know if you know cooking, you got to know cooking. A bechamel sauce with the macaroni with with ground beef. But the ground, but the, hold on, hold on. The ground beef you've got you got to put cinnamon. Uh, it was cinnamon and some other cumin, cinnamon and cumin. Anyways, and then and then you put it together and you bake it with cheese. I wasn't sure. Nutmeg. I said cinnamon. Nutmeg. Nutmeg with the ground beef. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an Egyptian dish. I was like, I'm going to try this. And it was actually pretty good. Cause you got the, 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 the saltiness of the cheese and then the sweetness of the nutmeg. I was like, bro, this is craziness. This is crazy. The amount of things that we don't have a damn clue. Oh, dude. People, <laughs> that people put I, together. I didn't amazing. have Indian food until I was 19. Caroline took oh. me for the first time. That's one of my favorite foods on the planet. How I went that long. And it shot to my parents for just being like, like no diversity at all. Like, like, let's just get another pizza. Like, why are we shaking it up a little bit? It took me 19 years to get let's into get an Indian chicken. <laughs> yeah. My mom's like, let's just, let's just throw another rotisserie chicken on the dinner table. And like, I get it. They're five bucks and they're phenomenal. But like, sure. once I had that first bite of curry, Rico, I was like, dude, this is all the game changer, man. You better bring your napkins. And, and start sweating a little bit because there's some spice in that thing. There's some spice in that thing. And it's also one of those things, too, Rico. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down, but as soon as you start eating, the meter's running. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the meter's running. This boy is a fool. And you're not wrong. You're no. not wrong at all. You're no, not wrong. Caroline and I do Indian a decent amount. And it's always, I just, at the end, I'm always just like, this is going to be one of those beat the butter situations. <laughs> you can't do Indian food too often because the, all the, the spices in it, it gets in your pores. And That's true. you know what I'm saying? So you, you can't be, you can't be running around eating Indian food all day. It's, it's a once in a while type of thing. Right? Well, if I ate it all day, Rico, I, I, I would never get out of bed. And that's one of those ones you got to lay down after Indian food though. The butter chicken. If you have the, the biryani, I think it's the biryani. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh. Buddy, it's it's a and and it's like I've never met a uh, like a, a cultural like a food uh, whatever you want to call it, like a food group that can this in the J Jamaican too as well and and this is what Jamaican food is just I mean un un unbelievable. Listen, you gotta have what? oxtail. Oh yeah, but what like the Jamaican 
culture and the Indian culture is able to do with rice that like me growing up, my mom was like, let's make instant rice in the microwave, white rice, and then just throw it on it. And I, and I get to, I get to this Jamaican joint and I'm like, this is the greatest shit I've ever had in my life. And then the Indian joints, the same type of thing. It's just so good. There's so many ways to cook rice that you yeah. wouldn't be like. See, yo, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, my mom, the way my mom taught me to cook rice, I'll tell you right now, is is funny. So oil, you're everybody's gonna be like oil. So oil, let that let that bubble up. Salt, right? For salt for the taste. And then you want a chive. And then if you want to uh what was the what was the other one? Um you could you don't want to do cinnamon, but uh there's one more spice that you want to put in there. And I don't I don't do it too often, but anyway, you let that keep going, you let that kind of get this flavor. You wash your rice. I don't know people. Some people don't wash your rice. You got to wash your rice. Take that. Take all that. That fill that flimsy, that film that's over the rice. Wash your rice real good. So the water's clear. Boom. Put that in there. And then you want to put enough water, just enough water. Here's the crazy part. Then you what they call it. Choke the rice. Boom. Put on there. You oh, put yeah. a towel underneath it. Bottom. I don't know you're there. Bro. When in that grainy rice is perfect. Not sticky rice. Sticky rice. Oh, no, that, that's screwed up. I hate that. Total Great. different consistency. Wait, how do we go from football talking to 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 now we I don't know, man. But I want some of that like basmati rice with that uh, whatever that. What is the yellow in the uh, with Indian food? The yellow, it's kind of grainy. The yellow sauce, it's not, it's not a curry. It's like a I don't even know. You know, that's the other thing too with the Indian place. I I'll just go and pick something on a uh, pick something out, point at it. Always good. Listen, mm, there you stock. go. Chicken stock is great. I don't. I, I've heard about using chicken stock, but I don't use chicken stock. I feel like it's a cheat to use the chicken stock. But chicken stock is is not bad at all. But there's there's so many ways of making rice. Rice and peas, you can do that. Rice and peas is is a listen. Rice and peas is is not an it's it's a task to do it because the beans got to be just right. The beans yes. got to be just right. But anyway, listen, we got into you know how we got into it. Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving. right. Get up there and see your family for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, We're I, gonna do that. You, I got you down here talking about God knows what. Well, listen, this is great times. And listen, we could talk. Listen, I could easily go another. You know, we do, we've done it before. We've got another hour talk about everything under the sun, and that's why I think people f with us because we can go from football to talking about whatever under the sun. And I think that the people deserve something like this—a podcast that gives you a half some football and half whatever. And if you, you guys want to leave the stress of it. I'm watching. I said, you got to relieve the stress at times. You'll get so fired up. You got to talk about rice a little bit. You know what I mean? You got to. If you guys, if you guys are, if you listen, if you guys enjoy, if you a, if you guys enjoy this, this team of me and Z-Bot smash that like, if you guys enjoy podcast that's gives you bills, football, but gives you everything under the sun, bro. And the moon (laughs) and the moon. I'm telling you right now, Z-Bot and I've been talking, we've been talking and it's coming your way soon. I'm going to just tell you that. I'm going to just tell you that. So, Keep it locked. Keep it locked, people. Anyways, I got to hey, go. Go, go give some thanks, Rico. Enjoy yeah, the holiday. That's great. Good I might even send you some pictures, man. I might even send you guys some pictures on seeing how things go. Yeah, let it I want to see that turkey. I want to see how it comes out. Oh, the turkey's going to be bomb. You know what it is. I, but I, I'm going to have to fight my mother-in-law because I think she's going to try to try to move me out the kitchen. But, bro, you're in my crib now. You're in my you're crib. crib. Yeah. No question. <laughs> yo, get your mom, man. All I'm right, going to tell you, yo, get your mama, man. I got this. <laughs> Well, All right, brother. Enjoy and get that W around the in-laws too. That way, it's not an issue. We got to get that dub on yeah. Sunday. So listen, I'm I'm. By the way, before I get out of here, I'm going dark on Sunday. Dark on Sunday because uh, I got church in the morning, so I ain't go. I'm my phone is off. 
until I go back. So you're holding it down, bro. Yeah, I got to see if I can get my big ass up, but I'm going to try my best. And if, I, Listen, if you can't, you can't. I'm going, to, I'm going to. I'm going to. I got I to I gotta get up and get amped. I got to wipe the crust out of my eye and get after it. So <laughs> That's my guy. So you, I, won't, I won't know a damn thing. I'm not going to tune in. I'm not going to do shit until I get him <laughs> and watch the game from, it's in its totality without even looking at my phone. You know how difficult that's going to be? Oh, I've been there. It's the worst, but I'm wishing you luck. Thank nah, you. I probably shouldn't be around many people who are watching it. Where I was from, forget it. There was no way in out. Well, I, I happen to live in uh, New England country, so we uh, we ain't we ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna do that. So it's gonna be completely dark. So uh, good luck, man. Good luck. I hope things are great for the game. And then until I get there, and then we'll do the post game a little later, and then we'll go from there. So folks, thank you guys for tuning in. Smash that like before you get out of here. It's your boy Rico. It's your boy Zbot, and uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. And, Peace. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, go freaking bills we'll go catch you bills. peace let's From go london <laughs>